Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Light of Illumis. How are you guys all doing today? Are you excited? Great. Yes. We're excited. Are you ready to praise the sun? I am so praise ready. Wow. I even gave myself fake freckles and a fake sunburn. It's not Aww. very, it's not super <laughs> obvious, but I'm hoping people can tell there's some wannabe freckles in there. I, can I see appreciate the it. I was like, oh my God, you became your character. Mm-hmm. I tried a little <laughs> bit. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's Have you seen the shit. art of your character that's floating out there? It's so I good. know. It's it's because they put freckles on it that I did freckles today. Because mm, nice. I didn't. I didn't consider she had freckles, but it makes so much sense. Uh, it makes so much sense. I'm, I'm going for it. Next right. time, just watch out. I'll have even more. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we'll actually get you sunburned on Wednesday or something. <laughs> Every episode, I'll just add more red and more freckles until I'm just like one, one freckled blob. Lovely. Right. So where did we last leave off? Uh, Trump, you want to catch us up to where we are today? Sure thing. You get the nice free free cap Trump style. We traveled to Confluence on our way north to the dwarves. Uh, on the way to Confluence, we found we ran into a bunch of undead. Looks like mm. they've been in the area and have possibly been attacking the town. Uh, in the town, we planned about our next move. We gathered some followers through some performance art by Cornelius. Mm-hmm. Is that your name? Well, mm-hmm. yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we also, <laughs> right at the end, when we were about to head off, uh, we ran into our recurring friend, Minnie, mm-hmm. uh, the wizard. Yes, we did. And what was Minnie doing in Confluence? She was supposedly coming to visit her mentor wizard. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you leave things with her? What was the last bit of the conversation? We were about to... uh, I don't think we completely resolved it. We were deciding whether or not to take her along. Ah, well, um, then I think... Healed her twice to make sure that she could chase us again. That's right. I remember (laughs) casting... I was protesting the healer. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cornelius and Sister Helen were looking at each other like, yee! (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kerberos healed her for five with a Cure Light Wound spell, and Berthold cast Accelerated Healing, which will heal her more quickly if she stays put and a little bit more slowly if she follows after you, which is an interesting effect of that spell in this situation. It's very nice. Um, And I think the party was leaving the house to discuss whether or not to take Minnie along. Uh, And that is where we should pick back up as the party heads out of the house um, and into the streets of Confluence to discuss the pros and cons of Minnie. That's where right. you uh, discussed the pros and cons, Minnie. <laughs> I, I made the case last time, but this time it seems more obvious that she isn't as big a threat and she isn't following us to the ends of the earth. Let's take her along. It'll make the quest uh, have a higher chance of success. If you're sure, I mean, she could, she could kill us in our sleep. 
I mean, everybody can kill everybody in their sleep, to be fair. <laughs> uh, I'd like to believe people are better than that. <laughs> well, Trust me, I've seen my <laughs> no, that, that sister Helen, but uh, she's heard the tales of, you know, olden stories of legendary thieves killing a whole camp throughout mm. the one night mm -hmm. without doing a single fight so it is definitely a constant issue that's a, that's an old folk tale i don't know if that's yes. actually true or not i don't believe it <laughs> i don't feel people have that in their hearts but, more yeah, importantly that's... more importantly this is clearly the will of tempos uh what are the odds that we would randomly meet into her in this town if not for the meddling of well the guidance of the great god Tempos leading us there. I, I hear your point. I certainly respect the god Tempos. I just want to make sure... I mean, it could also have been the will of the wizard to just follow us. <laughs> uh, but it exactly. might be a true coincidence. Honestly, if she was not following us and she happens to be there, I 100% believe this is the will of Tempos. She arrived after us, didn't she? Isn't that why she's wounded? She ran into the zombies we put on the bridge? <clears throat> yes. Or before, but probably after. She could have followed us. She's a wizard. She could be scrying on us or watching our every move. She could be. Good thing we're powerful clerks with the ability to know that. Yeah, I think if we knew what was in her heart... I mean, last time we... <laughs> <laughs> Last time we interrogated her, I really, I, I, I don't personally feel like she passed the test. The, and the rest of you guys may trust her, uh, but I still don't. Well, last time I was outvoted three to one, and you guys managed to convince me. But this time, it's clear that Tempos is uh, in play here, guiding us towards the right path. <clears throat> well, Bertolt, if you're so sure that Tempos... Uh, is guiding our path, then why don't you flip a coin? Let fate decide. Okay, maybe I will. I toss him uh, a, a coin from my sack. Right. Uh, as using... I truly believe in Tempos, clearly this will... Uh, do the right decision. So I guess I'll just roll 1d2, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Roll it. Well, wait, wait, which number? Roll it. Roll <laughs> which it. result? Yeah, which has... number is which result? All right. As the tempos has decreed, it's called <laughs> there, there it is. The one means... <laughs> I flip the coin right in the air. It flips a few times. And I say, <laughs> this is the will of Tempo, so you can see. Uh, he tells us that we can start Oh, wow. wow! I cannot believe it landed on exactly the number yeah. we said it needed to land in order for her to follow us. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> How could one doubt such an act of the gods? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what I would like to know uh, before we go and give her the wonderful news she's definitely a faithful one isn't she <laughs> um, I do still have my doubts but let's, let's count on Tempos' accuracy in this case um, 
What I'd like to know is why would she come along and what would she gain out of it? Because I still refuse to lend her the thing to identify her want. What, even after we're done? That could be discussed. <laughs> well, then we'll. I have one mission, one life's mission. Yes, what our, happens our... after? Uh, you know, it's. Our agreement is simple. We will let her do her identify after we're done. I agree with Bertholds. If the if the deed is done and the magic's worked and the stone remains, then yes, my life's work. Her. My life's work would be complete. I would not have further use of this stone. I mean, I. I hope it would be put to good use, you know, to serve the gods and not a lot of identification for random wizards, but uh, it sounds like it would be an acceptable trade. Uh, all right, so that's what we would offer her. And then how do we ensure, you know, she doesn't get too excited and wants to run off with it or use it while we're not looking? Well, that is where little thing called faith comes in you have to believe that she was put here she was led here by tempos in order to join us on this quest let me propose uh a new view here you know she is a wizard after all and us dwarven folk we are extra resilient to the uh dastardly ways of the wizards perhaps uh sister helen if you'd agree maybe i should look after the stone such that if the wizard does decide to betray us, that I could <clears throat> resist her enthralling and protect the stone in where our human friends here may fall foul of her magic. I feel like I should... proposition. After all, wizards are not known for their confounding magics, are they? Are they not? This one seems more like an evocation wizard, after all. Oh, Bertolt, I didn't know you were such an arcane scholar. <laughs> I I saw her cast fireball. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm aware enough of that. I don't want to dismiss your offer <clears throat> at all. I would like to sleep on it. Perhaps. Well, that's fine. But, uh, we sleep could with one eye open. make it known that I'm the carrier of the stone. I show my decoy box, my decoy stone. <laughs> If she tries to betray somebody, she can come for my stone. Do you have? Oh, you have a decoy box and a decoy stone by now. Yeah. Are they identical, Neil? Are they similar? They are or... similar. They're not identical. Hmm. But it's like a same type of box, like a lead yeah, box. It's a box that opens up. It's probably not lead lined. Uh, that. I don't think we went to the trouble of getting oh, a we full talked lead about and it silver at... one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think you just have two boxes, and mm. unless you know which one is which, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, right? But from oh. the outside, they're just two boxes. So how would anyone? Okay, okay, and both in both there are stones, <clears throat> mm -hmm. but one of them emanates a crazy amount of magical aura, and the other doesn't. Mm -hmm. Well, I doubt that she would fall for such tricks, but just in case, if the gods wanted to be this way. Uh, I, I'm not against taking a, you know, an additional percussion. Uh, how about I cast a spell on your rock so that it also emanates magical energy? 
I will cast... I don't know if I have mm. it on my character sheet right now. If not, I'll do it tomorrow. But I will cast Continue Light on the stone. Excellent. I think we've already spent one day here in town, so you've probably memorized yeah. any spells that you had expended. Um, Wonderful. I do believe we talked about spell expenditure and recall when we rested in town. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's on your character sheet, you've got it. If not, we'll have to wait till tomorrow. Okay, I didn't have it, but I'll have it tomorrow. And tomorrow I'll cast continual light on it so that it emanates magical energy forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt to do it, but I find it unlikely that the wizards on the rails tell the difference, right? She could detect the stone from across the city. There's no way a continual light spell would be detected like that. That's true. However, consider this. She already knows we have the stone. We don't need to be obvious about it. I can just make sure that she sees me packing up the box. Yeah. Why would a wizard recheck to see if it was magical when she already knows we have it? That seems like a weird thing to do. That's a fair fair point. Maybe it can't hurt. Yeah, Yeah, I don't see the harm. We don't need to talk about it. I'll just make sure she sees me putting it into my pack. Even if it's not about her, if we run into other thieves, at least this time we'll have something to give them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Well, um, the rest of the day can be spent getting ready to go. And tomorrow you are going to meet up with Opal and head to Tharnam. Um, Perhaps we should talk to Minnie before we leave? Maybe today? Probably a good idea. Yeah, oh, good idea. All right, back upstairs right now, or do you want to go later? Is this an immediate turnaround and head back into the building? Is it a wait until the morning? Mm-hmm. We don't want to seem too fine. keen, but we, have we a, should also let we her know before brief tonight. Talk. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to get her ready. She mm-hmm. it yeah. time to prepare. You're right. We should probably go and tell her the news. I, mm-hmm. I still have my doubts, but I am going to trust that all of you will... You know, keep a watchful eye over the stone and our party. Maybe we'll do rounds at night or something. Yeah, and just make sure you get a good old zone of truth on her tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, back we go um, to chat with Minnie. Head back to the house, through the gate, give a knock on the door. Um, and you can see that a servant is already waiting for you. Um, as your you know, couple of wraps land on it, the door opens up, <clears throat> and a servant looks very expecting to see you, almost like they were probably peering through a window to watch the, the party outside. Um, and as you begin to state your purpose here, down from the stairs comes the lord of the house, Minnie, and her bodyguard. Um, they trot down the narrow staircase and stand before you, waiting to see what what this is all about. Well, many as you know, I am a cleric of Tempos, and I believe that you have been led here by him in order to join us on our quest. What say you? This is quite the change from last time we spoke it is but gods work in fun in funny ways don't they 
They most certainly do. And how could I reject a call to action from four clerics? She turns to her bodyguard. Get us ready. And then turns back to the four of you. When do we leave? <clears throat> Tomorrow. Tomorrow when the sun rises, of course. Perfect. We must greet the sun when he comes back from its slumber. <laughs> Perfect. I shall see you at sunrise then. And she extends a hand to the cleric of Loomis. I shake her hand, giving her a very intense look in the eyes, trying to read her a little bit and kind of conveying how important this is. <laughs> Give me a charisma check. <clears throat> you know, it's she not that seems meaningful. pleased. <laughs> um, and then she will turn and shake the hand of the cleric of Tempos uh, with the words, may fate have our back. Indeed, it works in strange ways. Mm. Thank you for so readily agreeing. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll turn to the cleric of Malchus, reaching out her hand as well. The god of humans has always been on my side. I'm glad to share the road with you. I'm glad you're with us. And lastly, to the cleric of Falumbra, um, <clears throat> with a, a more gentle and polite, <clears throat> I thank you for your earlier kindnesses. I know one day I will need of your services, but I hope that day is not soon. I uh, I give her a solemn sort of nod, but I don't shake her hand. You just leave it hanging there in the wind? Yeah. Okay. She will take it back and uh, excuse herself and head up the stairs, leaving Lord Roy to observe these happenings. Uh <clears throat> Clerics, would you like to come in for some tea? I can have one of my servants make you up some finger sandwiches, perhaps? Well, sure, why not? This will be our one chance to relax before our grand journey begins. Ah, please, right this way. And he will lead you into the house and call for the servants to go make preparations to host a, a group of clerics in the house. A rare treat for a man such as him. Um, and he will regale you with stories and pour out his finest wines and bring you the best foods he can get. Um, he will send out for a collection of small meats from the local butcher in town and um, do his best to sort of impress you and, um, you know, show you a, a lot of good hospitality. Does he, does he sit with us when Absolutely. we're eating these things? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So I'll start eating something and I'll say to him, like, so lad, how is it you met Minnie? We studied together under the tutelage of a great wizard from Shirebrook. Um, that was a long, long time ago, and I have not the aptitude to really pursue the studies nearly as well as many, so I mostly left them fall by the wayside. Um, and uh, a wizard by the name of um, <clears throat> Aldrich, if you if you know Shirebrook, or I should say knew Shirebrook before its fall. Uh, alas, I, uh, I can't say I did, but I'm sure he was a great man. Mm, mm-hmm. I suppose not continuing one's studies is a, a benefit of being a rich man. It is. I have had many options in life. Tempos and Malchus have been kind to me. Say, your, uh, your money, does it come from your father or are you a successful in business? 
oh no this is intergenerational inherited wealth we own many uh lands and farms out in the areas around confluence and a, a good chunk of the well a modest chunk of the uh harkenwood logging rights and mineral rights and whatnot it's very impressive it's very impressive your, your father was he a religious man We are all religious people in this world. The gods come and work their magics through benevolent clerics such as yourselves. Um, but I would not say he spent much time in prayer nor in gratitude. One of his um, few vices and faults. Hmm. Well, as important as our job is, and I thank you for the the kind words, you know, we, we couldn't do it without the generosity of the, the people, especially those successful businessmen that uh, have made good amounts of gold. And your father might not have been a religious man, but coin can go a long way to erase the sins of uh, one's forefathers. You don't say. Uh, I, I sit back and take a bite of the food that I'm eating. Delicious, mm. by the way. Thank you quite i had it imported from blue cliff um, not not a great feat in the modern age uh or a great not a great feat in the old age but these days that's about as far as you can go um is there anything i can help you with for your journey any supplies that you might need for this great undertaking that is um so mysterious and which i promise never to speak of hmm uh, I'm sure we could do with all sorts of manner of rations and water skins and perhaps uh, a donkey or two. Could be of use if that's something that is within your purview. Certainly. Certainly. <clears throat> um, let me just go get my coin purse, he says as he gets up from the table and scampers upstairs. Thank you, my lord. I look over to Hister Helen and give her a little wink. It's so great to have such faithful people supporting our journey already. Indeed. Between those three faithfuls, Mini showing up thanks to Tempos, and this faithful believer wanting to help fund our quest, it does feel like the gods are shining upon us. True. Confluence is truly a holy town. Roll me a charisma check there, Nick. Yes. How persuasive are you? Ooh, excellent. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now roll me five. No, wait. Yeah, 5d20. You will get 53 gold. I will take it. Thank you very much. I, I, make a, I make a point of being extremely generous. Thank you, my lord. Thank you, my lord. This will go a great way on our quest. Uh, the church thanks you. Falumbra, personally, thanks you a great deal. And I will... Uh, like sort of be deferent towards him as I mm -hmm. take the gold. Uh, anything to to help great clerics uh, and friends of my friend Minnie. Of course, of course. Well, like I said, the the people of Confluence are truly blessed to have you. Ah, your words flatter me. Um, and he'll talk you off for a little bit longer, but I think that pretty much wraps us up here. And we can, unless someone has something they want to do tonight, Ooh. we can just skip to the next day. Yeah, well, I just think maybe I'm going to spend some of this gold. So we've got three people coming with us, did you say? Yeah, and they've um, already set out to get gear for themselves. Oh, yeah, we had discussed well, purchasing. What happened was I, I told them, because I don't know if they're still going to be enthralled. So I said, give it a couple days. Think about it. Mm -hmm. If you still want to come, come. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know if like they're still going to be all about it when the time comes to leave or not. We have discussed uh, getting seven slings uh, between the two streams, oh, just yeah. so that uh, you know when people are out of spells, they can still do something uh, and something ranged. <laughs> Yes, I have added slings to all of your character sheets. Oh. You will note that none of you are proficient with slings, so you have minus three to use them, but you still have them in case you, you want. Um, it's also worth mentioning that slings need a lot of space to spin up properly, mm. um, and so they can't be used indoors, um, and you can't really like fire <laughs> over anybody, and you, like, you need extra space that you wouldn't normally need. Um, totally mm. useful. But if you're ever in like a cramp situation or you're trying to stack next to each other pretty closely, uh, the slings won't work. Fair hmm. enough. Yeah. Is there any easier weapon to use in these days? A ranged weapon? Uh, any Bro. weapon you have that you're not proficient with, you'll have a minus three penalty to use. Even a okay. hand crossbow? Is that not a little bit better? Uh, that's true. Crossbows have no mm. proficiency requirement. Um, however, yeah. crossbows are super expensive and slings are practically free. Why is the price of a crossbow? Out of interest. Um, I'm also thinking, guys, that maybe we get a second donkey. If we're going to attract followers, we could do with extra rations. So we could just, like, use this gold to buy a donkey with a bunch of food and just kind of, like, bring it along with us. Keep in mind, I also have a lot of gold, so... I, I just I mean... want to make sure that we have <clears throat> enough money when we get to the place we need to get to That's true. purchase the materials yes that should be our priority that and speed making sure we get there uh you are very time. wise sister helen market price for a light crossbow is 35 to 40 gold um Whoa. however in these days you might be hard pressed to find any for sale i'm not spending 50 gold on a crossbow yeah, yeah. slings are oh, like a couple of copper so yeah yeah all right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think then we wait a couple of days to see if these people come back. Is that right, uh, Cornelius? And then we will. Well, I feel like head out. When... I think it was the next morning. It was the next day. So when we go to leave, I expect they'll show up at the inn or okay. not. Yes. And that yeah. is exactly what happens. They are there outside the inn waiting for you at the crack <clears throat> of dawn, ready to go. Mm hmm. Ah, oh, that's exactly the spirit. Is the wizard also there and excited yes, to be there? Yes, she is. Minnie and her uh, minion are right there with you. Um, oh. They've each healed up a little bit more. <clears throat> and um, uh, mm -hmm. I'll cast a healing spell on Minnie if she's still... Oh, what is the, his her fighter wounded as well? Yes. Uh, her fighter is at 8 out of 18. Minnie is... Well, now she's at uh, Minnie's at 12 out of 19 after one night of accelerated healing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cast a Cure Light Wounds on the fighter. Mm -hmm. And Jen, you're casting a Continual Light on the, the Fake Stone? I, I would have done that before we meet everyone. Yeah, not <laughs> in the <laughs> Right, right. I go up to the fighter um, and I say, let me, let me see to your wounds, stop. And I'll, uh, you know, cast Cure Light Wounds here and heal them for three. Mm -hmm. And then I go over to the, I go over to Minnie and I mm -hmm. say, um, apologies, Minnie, could I see, could I see your wounds? Uh, she will show you where she has been bitten at by zombies and hacked at by skeletons wielding weapons. Mm. Yes, uh, 
the accelerated healing is is working here. I will conserve my magics for now, Minnie. Stay out of uh, stay out of danger on the road. Stay. I can heal you more tomorrow. And I will like let her know she can cover herself back up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so after all that, I want to like conspicuously like get all my things together and make everybody see that I've packed the decoy box and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like set your pack on the ground <clears throat> and go through it one last time and like put the box back in the right spot. <laughs> Making yes. sure you didn't forget the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Where Where is it that this decoy box is <clears throat> being hidden on your person? Um, do I have a pack? Just yeah, you, where, yeah. Totally. Where, I, where I carry most of my things, yeah. Is it like the... You, when you pack a pack, you know, you, there's stuff at the bottom, there's stuff at the top. Is it like in the middle? Is it all the way at the bottom? Is it sitting gently at the top of the we'll, pack? We'll put it we'll put it in the middle. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. And Jen, you have the real box. Which yeah. is you said you were gonna be carrying it in your backpack I and then know. in your hands when you're in town. Yeah. I guess I'll keep it in my backpack, but before we leave and meet up with everyone, I'm gonna ask them to really always keep an eye. So always mm-hmm. one person behind me at all times. Okay. Uh, and same question to you, is it the top of the pack, the bottom of the pack, in the middle of the pack? I would think the bottom is probably the safest, right? Gotcha. That's like logical sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not the top. <laughs> cool. Great. Well, off we go, meeting up with Opal. She has with her the pair of dwarves. Um, actually, I think it's... F- yeah, it's two dwarves that she has with her. Um, and then she also has a collection of human bodyguards. I believe it's eight human bodyguards that help you know, watch the wagon um, and keep it safe from zombies on the road from Confluence to Tharnum and back. The two dwarves are part of her clan. Um, they're, they're workers with her and they travel with her. You know, they're, they're important. Uh, we don't know their names. We don't care about their names. Um, and then the eight human warriors will follow along as the, the main fighters in case there is danger on the road. There's one cart pulled by a pair of oxen. Uh, Minnie and Opal will sit in the cart. Opal is driving, Minnie being the spellcaster who needs rest in order to be affected by Accelerate Healing, shouldn't be walking all day. Um, so she's going to ride in the cart as well. And everybody else will walk alongside. Um, and this is a strange topic, but I was under the impression that those other guys had died. It's like a little awkward, huh? Uh, Minnie's yeah. dudes? Yeah. Yeah, they did die. I guess they did. Oh, so who are these people? These are Opal's bodyguards. Oh, Opal's bodyguards. Okay. Opal's bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah. All Wait. of Minis are dead. Sorry. Opal is a, a dwarf. dwarf. Who is? She's the dwarf you talk to, who's taking you to Tharnum and maybe to yes, the place yes. I remember in. now. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Thank you. Excellent. Um, and so off we go on the road from Confluence to Thardom. Um, it's not a safe road. We've already seen that there are undead about. Um, and on the road today, you are beset by these creatures. There is a ambush. Well, maybe ambush is not the right word. That implies too much forethought. There are undead upon the road that come out at like a, you know, that were stationed near a key choke point. 
we're not going to bother with the battle because you outnumber them with your bodyguards and with the four of you and with your three human followers and with the two extra dwarves and with the bodyguard Bruce and with it's just it would be a one-sided battle we're not going to waste our time um, but I do want to know in the battle what would your position be are you frontline fighters are you letting the hired help do the work are you using your turn undead or other abilities? You could sit back and take your time and wait to see how the battle progresses before using your stuff. Or you could impress these people with your magics <clears throat> right away. What is your approach to dealing with undead on the road? To ask real quick, are yeah. you trying to discern like what kind of powers everybody around us will be aware of us having? There are many layers to what <clears throat> I'm trying to discern here. If I the battle's easy, I don't I don't yeah. foresee, at least me personally, employing a great deal of effort and using all my best spells if it's a if it's a simple battle. It looks like a simple battle. You okay. see three skeletons and two zombies ahead of you and like two skeletons behind you. And there's eight, nine, ten, eleven. 11 other fighters plus a spellcaster here to help out. So. Could you uh, remind me what the. How many times we can cast Turn Undead? Once per encounter. Oh. Let's, uh, let's not forget, though, that last time the Undead just ran away. We should, we should be ridding the lands of this scourge. While we have the men and the power, we should put them down for good rather than just driving them away. Hmm. Yeah. So it sounds uh, right. like the cleric it, of Malchus conserves his magic and doesn't expend it. Sounds like the cleric of uh, Falumbra also is trying to destroy things and not turn them. But you don't have any offensive combat spells, so you you wade into it with uh, Mason Hand. No, I think I probably stay on the like the second line, so to speak, and I'll mm -hmm. heal people who get wounded. Um, if things get desperate, though, I would fight you. Yeah. Okay. What How about does it that turned undead work? Like, uh, do they flee from the caster even while they're being uh, meleeed by the bodyguards? Yeah, they will. If they are successfully turned, they will flee from you. Um, and to the avoid, you know, to practically all other tasks, they will just get away from you as far as possible, unless they're cornered, in which case they're stuck. Um, Seems obvious to me. I'll, I'll, I'll always lead off the encounter by turning these undead and saying, chase them down, rid them Excellent. from the land. And what about you, Cleric of Illumis? I had a similar thought. I would have waited for them to be close enough so that they're in, you know, combat range of our mm -hmm. uh, worthy group, and mm -hmm. then at the last minute, before they could hurt anyone, I would cast uh, Turn Undead, uh, and then I would probably try out my sling for the first time see if I can hit anything. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, would both of you, Cleric of Tempos, Cleric of Illumis, would both of you roll me a 1d20 for the strength of your turn undead? An 18 and a 7. Okay. Excellent. Once the battle is over and done with, and the bodies are being kicked, and the bones are being moved. <clears throat> um, there's like a gasp and a stark movement being uh, made by your ally. I'm gonna scroll down to this over here. This is your little setup. 
Um, we can see our our player characters um, are what one, two, three, four. Uh, this here is Opal, your driver. This is Minnie. This is Bruce, her bodyguard. The two extra dwarves at the back, and everybody else is a human. Down here are like your uh, new assistants who are coming with you. And then everything else is just one of the, these human bodyguards who fanned out to make sure the area is safe, that the oxen and everything are intact. Um, I'd like to switch to the front. Yeah, go ahead. Move yourself wherever you'd like. Are, they, are these bodies, are they the zombies? Yes. Those are zombies. Killed. Yes. So who is it that's crying out? It is Minnie. Minnie the where wizard. Is, um, she, where is she's she? in the front of the cart next oh. to Opal, but it's just awkward to put the tokens that way. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I stacked them that way. But she's in the front of the cart, and you can see her eyes are going wide. She's been turned around to like look into the back of the covered wagon. Um, and as you look at her, you can see some faint ghostly hands reaching from the inside of the wagon to either side of her head, grasping oh. onto it as oh a ghost merges into Minnie's body. Um, sort of becoming one with her, and her body goes limp on the seats. Um. Quick, the, the two of you, turn that undead. Yeah, I'll cast. All right. Turning undead is, you know, it's the, the whole exorcist, like the power of Christ compels you. What does it sound mm. like when you, cleric of Malchus, are turning undead? What are the, the holy words of power that you use to drive out evil spirits? Um, the power of Malchus compels you, obviously. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of, like, Hearthstone references for some reason. Um... Yeah, just. And while he thinks of that, Neil, how does. I can't recall that this has ever come up before. Mm -hmm. If you cast a healing spell on an undead, does it do damage? You have no idea. You've never had the opportunity to employ it before. Is there any reason why I should suspect? I mean, I don't think my character's ever played Final Fantasy, so. Well, um, healing is generally positive energy from the gods, and spirits are generally from the negative plane. There's some thought that it might work there. Um, yeah, all right. That's, I, I roll initiative to do that, then. Okay. I'm going to go Wait, cast Cure you, Moderate. What are you doing? I'm going to cast Cure Moderate Wounds on the ghost. On, well, on the body, right? Because you can't touch the ghost. Oh, it's like she's she's been completely she is possessed. inhabited by the spirit at the end of the last round. You didn't notice yeah. it until okay took on the place, body. Then, so. Yeah, I feel that might uh, even be better. Yeah. Go ahead, roll me initiative. Um, both of you, one for turning, one for casting. Anyone else that has an mm. action now is the time to roll initiative for it. Oof. Um. Sorry, I just gotta find my turn undead. Do I just um, just roll me a one d ten plus three? Okay. Oh, it seems like a great idea to debut my very useful spell. Uh, I bet it is useful. I bet it's super useful. I didn't actually think I'd have a use for this, but this is the time. Sister Helen is completely shook. 
We're rolling with a bless. <clears throat> uh, Bert Holt is rolling in with a six. Oh, yes, that is for hesitation, the spell. Ooh. Okay, and Cornelius rolled in with a five. Okay. So the first person to act is actually Cornelius at the same time as Possessed Mini. Both of your actions are going off simultaneously. Um, So she was going to speak. That was her action. You're trying to drive out the spirit. So give me the words. Give me the the intonations, any hand motions. What's the flavor of driving out these evil spirits? Um, Yeah, so I think I'll probably just, it'll be the same as I was uh, last time we fought. And I just say, be gone evil spirits or yeah i guess ghost and um mm-hmm. yeah cast it on her excellent roll me a 1d20 you got to do better than the others did 18 oh. oh that is great but that it's is the really same good. that bert holt rolled earlier in the battle and it is wow. not good enough to drive out the possessed wow. spirit that means she is at least seven hit die or a greater um mini possessed by this spirit will speak to the assembled people you we're coming for you leave it here leave it now and flee and your lives may yet be spared drop it to the ground and your families and children for a hundred generations will be spared do not and we will bring doom upon each of your heads on each of your families Berthold takes a turn now casting alright I've uh I've prepared this very powerful spell called Hesitation. Uh, I am trying to affect Minnie with it. Now, whenever she tries to take an action, she'll hesitate before doing so. This will modify her initiative roll by plus four. Ooh. All right. That I means if that she's going the... to cast a fireball or something on you, then it'll be much slower and you'll have an opportunity to intercept it. Yes, uh, this spell affects two to eight hit dice or levels of creatures, although only one creature of four or more hit dice can be affected. So that may possibly not work. Also, victims are allowed saving throws. Sounds like you're reading like the side effects of a medication. <laughs> <laughs> Mika's hesitation. <laughs> it's pretty good. So next time when she starts speaking, she'll start speaking slightly later. Oh. <laughs> right. Roll me 2d4 for how many hit dice you affect. All right. This is my most powerful uh, level 2 spell, by the way. Four. Four hit dice. Not quite enough to affect. Oh. Well, actually, Mini is... Oh, she has fireball. She's at least fifth level. So yes, not enough to affect her. Nuts. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, the cleric of Malchus also goes at this. No, you already went. Uh, Berhold went. went. Helen went. What are you doing, Helen? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Like Helen doesn't know how to react to a spirit and a ghost. It sounds like a very evil thing. So she thought a nice, soothing blessing for the group would do some good, you know. And when in doubt, nice. bless, bless your friends. Who are you blessing? <laughs> Uh, let me just write it out. So it's only one person? I thought it would be a... No, it's, no, a, it's an AOE. Yeah. 
You could bless one person. You could bless a whole group of people. Who are you going to bless? Uh, you know what? She doesn't really know how this works with the evil creatures. She feels like maybe, you know, a, a bless indeed might not be something very comfortable to, mm -hmm. you know, like keep inhabiting a creature. So she's just going to bless everyone that's around, like around her. I think that, that's good because you know how the saying goes, right? When you're in a mess, just cast bless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I've I've also read that scripture. Oh, all clerics know that. That's yes. uh, <laughs> standard. Uh, yes. Roll me one d six, please. Um, yes, Hi. indeed, the evil spirit inhabiting Minnie will stutter in the speech. Minnie's face will contort as she take as the spirit takes five points of damage from the blast spell. Interesting. Um, I had no else, idea. Everyone else here gains plus one to hit and plus one on all saving throws for six rounds. Sweet. Um, yes. The possessed. Be gone, possessed soul. Leave Minnie alone. The face ah. contorts. The creature is clearly in pain, but the feeling subsides and passes and she turns her eyes towards you. You. You pitiful cleric of Illumis, what are you doing here? Your god is weak. He has very little power in these lands. Leave at once. Kerberos, you finally go off. Yeah, I drop my axe to the ground. I come around here like this. And I intend to, as I'm cast, because you got to touch them to cast Cure, right? So I want to, yeah. like, basically at the point of casting, like grab her and like drag her off the, try and drag her off the cart and like throw her to the ground while sort of holding her down if possible and casting the cure moderate wounds and sort of shouting in her face like, be gone foul beast, leave this mortal soul. I don't know if you can throw her to the ground and cast bless at the same, or healing at the same time. Um, give me like a really good strength check. Because you're like chanting and casting, and you do have to put your hands on her, but like your focus is on well, the magic. This doesn't mean failing the spell if I fail the strength check. Just no, absolutely she not. She stays on the cards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-eight. Um. Yes, that's actually pretty damn good. You're quite strong, aren't you? Well, only twelve, but it's not bad for a cleric. All right, so she only twelve, and, you know. Just... She needs a twenty-three to stay on the cart. Um, she will pass with a twenty-six, uh, and so you, you'll grab her, you'll tug on her, she'll like lean forward, and roll me the healing damage from your cure moderate wounds. Yeah, I'm kind of half hoping this will heal her and damage the. It's D ten plus one, right? So okay. Mm -hmm. Five. Um, five will absolutely heal Minnie. Let me consult the notes over here. Um, no, she, Minnie goes to 17 out of 19 HP. The spirit does not seem to take any damage from it. All right, I'm lucky. All right, um, next round initiative. It is clear that Minnie is going to cast a spell. However, she has an... Oh, no, there's no delay on the initiative. Excellent. Uh, reaching into the robe, she begins to pull out spell components as she begins to chant the words to a spell very slowly. 
very slowly. <laughs> uh, Neil, we would know, right, that we can interrupt spellcasting totally. by like absolutely <laughs> going now. <laughs> okay, uh, what would I believe is the most efficient way to do it? Is it like by knocking her in the head with my? I mean, just uh, going up and shaking them like shaking this. Is, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to be able to get to her fast enough and physically yeah. interrupt her. And that's easier to land than a hit on someone, right? Like grabbing yeah. them and shaking them. Yeah, when she's still think. casting, so you'll still need to uh, make a roll to hit, but you only need to hit AC 10 effectively. Yeah, so. okay. All right. Uh, so I, what's the initiative of going up to someone and shaking 1D10 them? 1d10 plus 3. Okay, thanks. I have a question. Yeah. Is Minnie currently considered to be a wizard? That's a great question. You don't know what spirit it is that has inhabited her. This could be a ruse by the spirit. Or the spirit could be casting a spell of their own spirits, the own spirit spell, or it could be casting one of Minnie's spells, or it could be something else that I'm not mentioning at all. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a great question. I am going to where is it? <laughs> Holy shit. Alrighty. Um, initiative goes. Bertholdt is the first to act, casting hold person, targeting. Well, I actually don't have hold person. I have. I'm just going to hold the person. Uh... <laughs> I'm grab her. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, make me an attack roll against AC 10. Just a basic attack button from the top right of your character sheet. All right. Basic attack top right character sheets. Uh, from the combat tab, sir. Okay. Top right. Uh, oh, melee. melee. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Nah, yeah, you grab the crap out of her and it hmm. definitely 100% interrupt the casting of her fireball spell. Um, it does. It will not go off, unfortunately. Oof. Of her fireball spell, eh? Eh. Yes, indeed. Sister Helen, uh, it sounds like you're also <laughs> running over here to back him up, and you two cast uh, yeah. old person. And Well, I, no, I was just physically going to sh- shake her up. Uh, yeah. But, you know, now that I cannot, I mm-hmm. mean, there's no point in doing it. Uh, she's held, right? So she's kind of, like, easy to manipulate or, like... I know, Burhold just grabbed her and is, like, pulling her off the cart. Um, so she's just being shook. Okay, so she's just being shook. Okay, I was mm-hmm. just wondering if there's a way I could have like used the rope to like immobilize her. Like a spell casting requires like moving your hands, mm-hmm. talking, all mm-hmm. that, right? So I was thinking if I like tie up her hands. Yeah, you uh, want an attempt to like bind her hands while you're yeah. while she's doing these things. Is um, that something I could attempt, or is that well? You'll first fetched? need to like overpower her to like Bertholdt has interrupted the spell and is pulling her off the cart you're gonna need to like grab her hands and hold them together because she's not going to let you bind the hands right tying tying up somebody who's resisting is really a two-person job um I think I've never attempted it but I think it's a two-person job so with Bertholdt holding on to her we could say he's gonna help you do this uh make me a make me a a dex check do you yeah to see if you can Begin okay. an attempt to grab the rope. Nice. Plus one also, because bless. <laughs> uh, and this is versus her decks, um, which is a <laughs> mad <laughs> failure. Yeah, you you pulled her off the cart. She starts cursing and spitting evil words at you as you begin to bind her hands together. Uh, finally, the cleric of Malchus, his spell goes off. It is miscast magic. 
and right. Minnie will roll a saving throw in secret. Uh, 1d20, just in case she does manage to get a spell off later. Um, and we'll see if that has been miscast right. or not. Last but not least, Kerberos, our cleric <clears throat> of Lumbra. Yep, I'm going to cast whole person on uh, on Mini. All right. Hopefully that works. And with a 17 on her save, she passes. Um, but she is being bound and tied up and overpowered yeah. and dragged to the ground. The bodyguard here is Minnie's oh, companion. Wait, yeah, I, just on my turn, um, I say to the group, like, can anyone cast protection from evil? We might be able to use it to, like, force the spirit out. Uh, no. The best I can do is make them hesitate. No one has protection from evil, no? The bodyguard is uncertain. Clearly, his employer has been possessed, but, like, you're tying her up, you're dragging her to the ground. It seems unnecessarily violent. Um, and he's going to try to insert like a little bit of, oh, you've got her, leave her alone by the gods. What sort of clerics are you? She's she's un- incapable of defending herself. Don't hurt her. <laughs> I, I remarked back since I'm holding her while she's being tied up. Do, do we look like we're doing anything too rough? We're just making sure she can't burn us to a prison. Mm. He grumbles and tests his loyalties um all right his morale holds um he understands what he needs to do here and he stands by weapons in hand but like clearly not attacking anyone just standing protectively over his employer opal the driver looks at this mess and goes Ugh, times are hard these days i say we leave her tied up on the side of the road and get to where we need to go before before it gets too late uh, and she calls out to her, <laughs> she calls out to her bodyguards and dwarves to get ready to go again, and they begin to come back. <clears throat> I guess I will try and cast um, turn on dead to drive. Now the this year, you're the last one. Yeah, everyone else, and an 18 has not worked yet. You're going to yeah. need to do better than an 18. Unlikely, but I mean, I feel like it's you have the power maybe... of the plus one. <laughs> it does not apply to turn on dead. Ah, crap. <laughs> Um, yes go okay no mind you're off by 10 sorry buddy we need to discuss what to do here i say as we stand over the body of, of <clears throat> Minnie. is she is she like wide-eyed or her eyes absolutely like darting, she's you know? spitting evil words at you foul creatures my master will come and rend your flesh she'll tear you limb from limb leave the stone leave it here i know you have it give it drop it flee before it's too late flee before your children scream in the sleep etc where is your master he's coming for you and he'll find you until rip out your eyes and feed them to you then regrow them so you can watch it happen again and again um, can we like stuff our mouth with something once we yeah. get bored of listening to her? Absolutely. Um, Go on. Um, do do we like? Could we do an exorcism? Is yeah, that I was actually I was about to attempt one more thing. Uh, I I will cast command exercise. Nice. <laughs> nice. She can be commanded, I do believe. Exercise. 
exorcise, not exorcise. <laughs> Starts doing setups. <laughs> that would be amazing. She's like, just push up. Sorry, misunderstood. Just to be clear with that. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta really pronounce those command words right. The subject will obey it to the best only as long as the command is absolutely clear and unequivocal. Thus, the command of suicide is ignored. A command to die causes the creature to fall into a faint. Typical commands are back, flee, halt, run, stop, fall, go, leave, surrender, sleep, rest. Um, creatures with intelligence of 13 or more or more six or more hit dice get a saving throw, which she just rolled and failed. Yes. There's command a sentence exercise. above that. I don't know if you want to use it, though. Above uh, the creatures with intelligence. No commands affect a creature for more than one round. Undead are not affected at all. Oh. Um, ooh. Mini would be, though. I don't know if that could That's make true. her spirit. Uh, we got a bit of a problem here, because, I mean, can any of us hurt the ghost? I don't think we can. Uh, no, I mean, the blessed, the blessed did hurt yeah, the ghost. I'm absolutely sure that I can get this ghost to leave. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Undead are not affected. Unfortunate. She, The ghost um, does not exercise. It um, would affect, like, Minnie's willpower, though, well, but I guess she cannot make it go yeah. away. Hold on. There, There is a quote. There is a passage in this monster's... Um, text log. While possessing, the czar is susceptible to spells like hold person that they might not normally be affected by. Normally ghosts and undead aren't affected by hold person type spells. Um, but I think that specifically refers to the possessed body being held. Right, and not the mind of the ghost being affected. So, yeah. Yes, good, good call. Exercise does not work. But it sounds like the cleric of Tempos knows the fate of this woman is different and can bring it to bear. What what do you do? Uh, I, I remark to Minnie, yes, yes, we got your message. We will not be doing such a thing. You can leave now. Please leave, I say. Okay. The body falls limp. I look at Berthold like. Me too. How, how, what was that? How? <laughs> you know, I thought it, I yes, was going nicely. to have to try a little bit harder, but that will do. Do, do you we command see the undead now, Berthold? You do simply we... have to acknowledge the ghost's purpose, then wish them well. <coughs> how do you know that? What? Did you get the spell? First of all, I didn't know that would work. Second of all, is there? Do we see anything happen? No, the body just goes limp, falls to the ground, unconscious. Oh. Well then, I am surprised. <laughs> I, I I I hide my surprise <laughs> confidently and say, "Well, let's continue." Uh, you're, you're gonna have to explain that one. <laughs> Your followers come up and surround you and bombard you with questions. That is the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. You just told her to go when she left. Is that is this an exorcism? Nor aren't isn't there normally incense and like sacred ground that it needs to be done on? What did you do? Oh my god. The power of Tempos is amazing. 
Did you know Tempus was this powerful? I didn't know Tempus was this powerful. I knew he turned the staff that holds the world together and moved everyone's face around. Yeah, but did you know he could just command ghosts to disappear? Could you just command all the undead to leave? One of them asks you. And no, I'm afraid it is specifically with the type that inhabit other people's bodies. How come the cleric of Melchus, when he said exercise, didn't didn't work? I saw him ah, cast a well, spell. You see, it's a typical rookie mistake. I mean, <laughs> spells do not affect undead. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Well, what, I mean, my bless didn't affect it. Uh, specifically, <laughs> the command the spell does not affect undead. Fair enough. The wagon... But, yeah. The cleric of light there had the right idea. Uh, if what I did didn't work, I was about to bless this ghost out of out of existence. Well, I guess we must get back on the road then uh, with poor weak Minnie here. Um, I thought this was a show of the gods that we must part our ways with her, but I, I guess once again tempos came through for her and considering you're part of our party i feel like i have to trust your your advice you're here for a reason right i, I nod when uh, this conversation's going on <clears throat> i'm just going to heal some of these wounded guards at the front here how many spells do you have left i've got one light and one moderate who's the Excellent. most wounded for uh this one four out of nine Okay, I'll give him a is moderate. moderate a level two spell? Yeah. <laughs> is that better than my level three spell? Uh, heal him for eight. Yep. And I'll heal the next wounded one for eight. Uh, for one. Excellent. Sorry. Um, once I've done that, and I sort of come to, and turn around and walk into this conversation that uh, Helen and Bertolt are having, I say, uh, how can you be so sure, Bertolt, that the spirit is left? Could it not just be pretending? All she's done is go to sleep. I, I point to many. I wizards are typically not good actors. Ah, undeniable evidence. I sagely nod. <clears throat> uh, it's I, gone, but it will be back. Perhaps one of us should keep an eye on Minnie just to be sure. Bruce will gingerly pick her up and put her in the back of the cart where she, pass, she passes out and uh, hop in the cart to make sure she's okay and see if she needs anything when she wakes up. Yeah, I'm a little curious, so I will stick around and see when she does wake up. There's room in the cart for one more if you want to hop in. Yeah, I'll hop in and I'll give the excuse I need to make sure that the spirit has fully left her. I'll watch over her. Excellent. All right, you hop in the cart too, and your followers will come along, and the whole procession will head towards Tharnum, and we'll take our first break. We'll be back on the other side with a little more light of a Loomis in about five minutes. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the light of a Loomis. Um, our party will continue on the road to Tharnum. Um, is there anything else we want to say or do before we kind of skip ahead? You know, just keep a close eye on the dwarf. Oh, I, am mini, going, sorry, I, mean. yep. I am going to say that I will take the road as a chance to show off my spell list. Mm. Well, before we get to you showing off your spell list, um, I guess it's worth mentioning that Minnie will wake up in about 20 or so minutes. Uh, <clears throat> spit out whatever you put in your her mouth unless you've actually like tied it in there. Um, but I think Bert, Bert, Bart, Barry. Oh, I, I'd like to think we Bruce. ungagged her by then. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. She, 
Um, I'm trying to show her uh, basically playing good cop here. Yeah, and she'll ask you guys to untie her since she's, you know, unless you've already done that. I would have waited for her to wake up and hear her normal voice. You know, yeah, the spirit voice. Uh, she's kind of <laughs> exhausted and tired, and yeah. she will look to Bruce in the back of the wagon and say, "Bruce, please, please, my bonds. What, what's happened?" Um, then he'll quickly untie her. He'll explain, you know, the possession and everything. And she'll nod a couple of times, wincing, um, in pain, and say that she'd like to cast a detect magic spell to see if the spirit is still nearby. Um, and ask the opal to stop the wagon so that she can, you know, stand up properly and, and cast her spells. Uh, hang um, on now. Hang well, on now. Hang on. Hang on now. Well, I mean, we're just going to let her cast a spell. How certain are we? She's not about to fireball us. Are we all just? I mean, if everyone thinks we're fine, then I'm, we're fine. First of all, I'm going to um delve into my own mind. Uh, do I think that a ghost would be detected by detect magic? It feels like it doesn't make sense that detect spirits exists then. Yeah. Why do I have detect spirits? I'll just thought. put it out you know, there. <laughs> as a cleric, you're pretty certain that detect magic wouldn't detect the spirit, but she's not right. a cleric. She might not be smart enough to understand that. I feel like you should go explain that to her, Berthold. She's yeah, just yeah. about mm -hmm. to waste a spell for this. All right. She's announcing this, and I, I put my hand on her shoulder and I say, I'm afraid that that magic does not work on ghosts. What do you mean? Uh, you see, we clerics, we have a way of detecting them through a spell called Detect Spirits. Uh, detect Magic will do nothing for her. She waves you, you away. You, you don't know anything about this. And she begins to cast her Detect Magic spell anyway. I, I quick, as she did it, I, I quickly do the swap room with Wait, I look at her and I say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Okay. Oh. I tell her not to cast Detect Magic. Um, well, she does it, but she's Ooh. still well under the effect of miscast magic without yeah. knowing it. Yeah. Oh, I, I immediately <laughs> get away, away as far away as I can from the area. I'm, okay, uh... well, I'm, I guess I, I, since my intention was to, like, either hide behind Ryan so that the aura of the <laughs> stone would, like, kind of blend with his, uh, I guess I'm just following Ryan at this point. Yeah. Uh, not Ryan, Cornelius, sorry. I don't know where that name comes from. I don't know any Ryans. <laughs> so Does anyone have uh, the spellcraft skill? Of interest. Um, she casts magic missile on <laughs> on Berthold. Uh, you find yourself the subject of 3d4 plus 3 damage as three magical darts pop into existence and slam into you uh, taking Ooh. 12 points of damage Berthold. Um, oh my god this is a sign from Tempo this is a mistake this I knew no, it this is it <laughs> I've been fooled I, I groan <laughs> Oh. Uh, I mean, she I'm... cackles with glee and begins to chant the words to another spell. Whoa, this needs to what? stop. I, I, wow. I, I, I would. No, Everyone I roll initiative. I, yes. <laughs> I Where feel am like I in this would be the proper moment for like a grand slap, but it doesn't feel like this is appropriate for Sister Helen. <laughs> 
I think I'm maybe on my donkeys just to the side of the carriage. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, I think that you are to the side of the carriage on your donkey. Everyone was sort of in their normal positions. The wagon stopped for a moment. We're just going to use the same area. So um, Bertholdt was clearly nearby. He had specifically called hanging out in the wagon. And Bruce was specifically nearby because he was in the wagon. I think everybody else was just in the vicinity uh, and the wagon came to a stop and people are just kind of chilling in whatever relative space you are right now uh, except oh, that she okay. stopped out to cast her spell there we go she's going insane <laughs> she's still possessed it was the most simple trick in the world like the cleric says be gone now spirit and then the spirit goes into hibernation so that we'll all think oh it works then we got rid of it but it's still uh is oh it my. though or is she just insane there's no way that this is her best plan to kill us if that's what she wanted to do <laughs> i'm so not I'm saying pretty... that it's a good plan i'm saying she might literally be insane <laughs> no i think she's still possessed mm. you roll three anybody else who's rolling uh Bertolt. who's brought into initiative Oh, I mean, sorry, I just I don't know. Um, we're going to have to just kill her, I think. I, I, it sounds like there's a lot of hesitation happening. I, no, I, I already mean, I'll rolled. Try and cast I rolled us. a 12 initiative. Ooh, I just okay. screwed up on clicking my character again. I'll do it. I'll do it better, Neil. Next time, I'll be so much better. I believe in you, Jen. One day. Um, Bertold is casting Hold a Person again, it sounds like. That's yes, the physical version. Right. Uh, and that was... It's a 1d10 plus 3 for you? Uh, oh, basic melee attack. Got a plus 2, but I guess it's plus 3, so 17. But that's just a straight-up attack roll. I need a d10 plus 3 for initiative. Okay. Um, oh, I see. I rolled the wrong thing. Yeah, there's not a initiative button. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Cleric of Malchus, what are you doing? Um, I cast uh, your light wounds on uh, Berthold. Excellent. Uh, roll me a d10 plus five. Whoa. Excellent. Um, and Kerberos is cast in bless. Coolio. So, ascending order. Berthold, you are the first one. Sounds like you're throwing yourself out of the wagon to stop her. Oh, is she off the wagon now? Yeah, the wagon came to a stop so that she could cast spells, and she stepped out. Definitely um, off the wagon. Okay. Go yeah, ahead and I... make me an attack roll against AC 10. Do you want me to do it again? or I do. No, I want right. you to do it again. I want you to roll Ow. low. Oh! Excellent. Um, you go to interrupt her, but you know, in the process of casting, she's not entirely perfectly still, and she will at least be able to get her spell off before any interruptions can occur, unless Kerberos, with his Bless spell... Yeah, I hit as many people. It's a 50-foot cube, so I think I can get something like this. Mm-hmm. Although, maybe I'll do... I'll get the row of dudes uh, behind her as well. That's so mm-hmm. they're blessed. Yeah. Um, well, blessed is casting time one round, so it'll go off at the end of the round, not right here. It's a no, full yeah, true, yeah. minute casting time. Sorry, yeah. My so bad. we'll put you at the end. Mini will go off. Uh, now, miscast magic. Is it just one, the next spell? I think it's just the next spell. I th- yeah, it's the next spell that they cast. I don't think it's it. on her anymore. 
great. So she will cast Flaming Sphere on the wagon, uh, creating oh a ball of fire. Flaming Sphere that is six feet tall and six feet wide and appears in the wagon. Creatures within contact of the globe must save and spell or suffer 2d4 points of damage. Those within five feet of the sphere must save or suffer 1d4 points of damage. Um, so she will cast it and it'll be like immediately adjacent to these two. So they will need to save or take full. Um, Bertholdt, you are sort of near. So you save or take 1d4. I will roll for mini. Um, mini fails. Bruce might pass. Uh, that is a pass for Bruce. So Mini will take 2d4, not Mini, Opal will take 2d4 points of damage. Bertholdt will take 1d4 points of damage, which is only one. Um, and the Flaming Sphere will set the cart on fire probably unless it rolls really really high it does not the cart goes up in flames the pay the the cloth around it and the the beams holding it together begin to burn uh bruce is next he's getting out of the cart and i think he's just making an ordinary melee attack i think this is a danger zone and he will stab at mini for three points of damage uh, Malchus, Cleric of Malchus goes. You are casting a healing spell, you said? That's right. All right. Er, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I uh, already cast it. Ah, it was... I cast my healing spell, yeah. Roll me... Did, I didn't see the damage, the HP heals. It was 12. That was the initiative. Can you roll me 1d8 oh. for the amount that it heals? Oh, my fault. Who are you healing? I'm healing Burhulk. He got hit with the magic mm. missiles. Okay, so. okay, yeah, okay. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Nice roll. Excellent. Uh, 8 HP to Bertolt, please. Lovely. And Sister Helen. Oh, I was going for the interrupt, but I guess I'm too late. Can I... Could I, like, decide to stay next to her and, like, ready action for her next... To, like, interrupt her if she tries again in the next round, or is that not the thing? If you just grab her right now, she won't be able to perform the somatic components to cast next round. I'm down. I'm going for that. I will go for the handholdy. Give me an attack roll against AC. Wait, wait, wait. She's in the middle of the fire, isn't she? No, the fire is in the cart. She's out of the cart. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. Just making sure. Um, Let's see. So what do you want me to do? I want you to make me an attack roll against her. Uh... A basic attack. Yeah, top right corner of the combat tab of your sheet under like the pink box. Basic attack melee. That's the one. Okay, got it. Oh, it's excellent. Now, while you're doing this, you're going to notice something that I think we probably would have noticed earlier, but there were so many people piling on and people were sitting on a cart and it was a chaotic mess. She is actually under the effect of a... um, armor spell and a ring of protection so her ac when you think it's 10 is actually 15 Uh, but a 21 is a very good enough like you go to grab her and you can feel there's like an unusual amount of pressure in front of her but you clip through it with a great attack and uh you are now grappling her would you make me an opposed strength check Yes. Um, and she has 13 strength 1d 20 plus 13 you have shit strength she has shit strength you get hold of her, but nobody falls to the ground. But you you got your arms around her, essentially. Okay. Excellent. Um, 
Next Stop round it, Mindy! Stop it! <laughs> she is incapable of casting spells since you're holding on to her. Uh, bless goes Wait, off. My, yeah, the bless goes off. Roll I think me. there's quite a few people saying that we've got lag issues in the stream strength. Oh, no. do about that. Uh, Sorry to interrupt the flow. No, of that's a good sign. Let me adjust these settings. I think that's all that I can do. If it's still lagging, we'll restart the stream. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, um, all right. I can't... Six for damage to the spirit. Yep. Five. Five. And everyone has a plus one to hit and plus one to saving throws. And yes. that is the end of the round. Let's roll initiative. She goes slow. Did you just roll for me? I think I rolled for the wrong person. You're right. <laughs> that is me. Uh, what would be my role if I want to just keep holding on to her and immobilize her? Uh, just a strength check to change into a uh, better position because right now she you're just kind of loosely holding on to her yeah um, if you wanted to like throw her to the ground or something uh, that would be a strength check sure. should I hello everybody and welcome back to our game <clears throat> uh, picking up where we left off Everybody had rolled initiative for the next round. Old Purcell. Nick is rolling in with his shovel. Combat uh, shovel nail. I acknowledge it. I, <laughs> this is a this is a joke I've tried to make for two weeks now that no one's noticed. I uh. noticed it and I adjusted the stats of your combat shovel because it was ridiculous. <laughs> no! Oh come Damn on! It. I'm changing it back to an axe. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the attempt at the combat. Yeah. I actually thought about it, but I didn't know if you were referring well, to Well, I'm a dwarf, you know, so. Yeah. I, I've it. heard that the legend says <laughs> yeah. dwarves use combat shovels. Yes, and they do 1d4 points of damage, not 1d8. <laughs> it might not be very efficient combat wise, but it's a very practical choice. Dual purpose. Listen, it is, That's yeah. Great. You can't dig with a sword. Yeah. Exactly. 1d4 damage for a combat shovel perfectly fine longsword damage for a combat shovel not on your life that's <laughs> it's fine a sensitive point um initiative has been rolled across the board except for bruce um oof, bruce did we get a slow. second donkey yes you do have a i believe nick bought a second and a third donkey and they're just yeah. not represented on the map I feel like they could also, you know, kick. <laughs> the donkeys aren't going to fight. They're going to have to replace the burnt to death oxen at the end of this fight. <laughs> That's true. The wagon is on fire. Uh, do we really have 11, 11, 12, 13, 13 for initiative? This is brutal. This is awful. Okay. Uh, our 11s are Sister Helen and Kerberos, the dwarf. I was just going to continue trying to hold. Yeah, so, give me that strength um, check. Strength check, yeah. Mm -hmm. Blessed strength check. You 18. suck at strength 18. checks. 18! 18! Uh, first off, that's a 17. 
plus one with the bless, bless, right? Bless does not give you a plus one on your strength check. What? Attack rolls and saving throws. Attack rolls and saving throws. Damn it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, in fact, you fail very badly, and she succeeds fairly well. So your, like, loose grip on her as you attempt to throw her to the ground is so bad that you just lose control of her because you're <sighs> terrible. Kerberos and Possessed yes. Mini also go. Possessed <clears throat> Mini grabs the dagger from her side, and she's been, you know... She's actually doing this at the same time as Sister Helen. So probably the reason that you're failing your strength check so badly is that she's pulled out her dagger and she's going to gut you with it, um, which she has um, plus one from her level and plus two because you are grappling her and she's got a dagger. It's a perfect opportunity for a dagger. Um, but a five is nice a bad roll. shot. So you disengage from her, break away. It's all fine. Kerberos. Okay. I want you to imagine the scene, right? There's there's blood in the air, there's dust kicking up. The camera pans slowly upwards to reveal a donkey charging down past a burning carriage with an angry dwarf <laughs> wielding a very sharp shovel aloft his head. I'd like to uh, do a, like a, a running past minion attacker with my axe. Absolutely. Plus one for high ground of riding horse. Uh, I would charge if I could, but I guess maybe the angles didn't work out. Since yeah, I had to get around. it doesn't. And it's not a war donkey, right? The donkey doesn't do charge very well. It does. It's a, it's a, a gear hauling donkey. It does trot. If there was um, ever a war donkey, though, it is Barney. It is known. But that's fine. Yeah, I'll take yeah. this one. Yeah. I'm blessed as well. So yep. it's a plus two total. Yep. All right. Let's see it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Okay. Oh, I got a one. Fuck, I fall off Barney. Nah, give me a saving throw versus death. God damn it. What is it with dice? Oh my God. <laughs> give me another, another one. one. Okay. It's bad. Um, what happens yeah, is the donkey sort of like kicks and throws you a little bit. And with the, you're going at 11, Minnie stabbing at 11, Helen's trying to throw to the ground at 11. In the midst of all of this, the positions change just enough that Helen becomes a subject of your attack and make me a fresh attack roll against Helen. Die, Helen. 18, Critical 22. Hit. Let's Jesus go. Christ, yeah. I'm gonna die. You can have the 2d8 for the damage now. There you go. <laughs> Eight damage. No, no. D4s, please. D4s. D4s. I was, I was just joking. No, it's, no it's, it's an axe. It's not a shovel. Oh, okay. It is an axe. It was, okay, I, it was, it was literally axe. a joke. I, oh. I just renamed it for a joke. Yeah. Uh, just, not, uh, okay. I feel like it's a shovel. I'm sorry. It's, it's an axe. <laughs> well, you take eight damage. And, oh, my um, God. Like, this is a terrible day for Sister Helen. Like, she's having a bad time. She had a bad feeling about this wizard. Then she changed her mind because Vertold was so convincing. And now look where this got her. Well, Sister Helen, give me a saving throw versus death because you've just been critical with a battle axe by a donkey riding dwarf. It can't go Barney, well you. Barney, you wee bastard. We were all Save. bamboozled. Uh, saving throw versus death. Sorry, I'm trying to find yes. it. Yes, combat tab. Yeah, I'm in the combat Left tab. Left side, yellow box, top one. Oh, PPD. saving throw death. Here you go. Yeah. 
Oh, you succeed. Unfortunate. I was going to pull out the fun table of terrible things that could happen to you. Uh, Melchus, Cleric of Melchus. Cornelius, it is your turn. Yes. Um, the Lady Minnie is right here. She, her back is to you. Well, I rolled my initiative for casting Battle Fate because uh, I didn't know her back was going to be to me at the time. Yes. Um, upon whom are you casting Battle Fate? Who are you trying to enhance? Um, so... Help me understand it real quick. It says the opponent may stumble at an awkward time. Is is it? Battle Fate is a buff that you give one right. person, and it's sort of like, yeah. th that's flavor text. Um, so okay. the, it gives a variable bonus. Right. Yeah. Um, um, okay. I'll give, I'll give the bonus to um, Sister Helen. She is needing it at the moment. Excellent. Sister Helen... You have been blessed with battle fate. Um, Cornelius, would you roll me a 1d6 for the effect that you're giving Sister Helen this round? Which, five. Uh, she gets a bonus to damage rolls, which doesn't really matter this round since she's already had her turn, but just in case it comes up somehow. Uh, Bruce and Bertholdt are going up simultaneously. Bruce is going to try and put Sister, uh, put Minnie down. He's not happy about it, but he cannot let this stand. A 12 on the attack roll is not good enough. Yeah, as uh, Bruce is attacking as I'm going at the same time. What are you doing, man? Just grab her. And I make a grab at her. All right. Uh, she does have a dagger in her hand. This will provoke an attack of opportunity. Are you sure? That's fine. All right. An 11 is not good enough, but she will take a stab at you with a 17. Just good enough to score a hit on you for two points of damage. Um, also, the cart continues to burn. Uh, she did not concentrate on moving the ball of fire, so Opal, who has now hopped off the cart, is fine. Um, you are still probably close enough to make a saving throw or take 1d4 points of damage. I'll be smart enough to have moved a little bit. Okay, I, that uh, makes sense. I you did have I a whole round like in between. The, the oxen would have moved, um, surely. Yeah, so let's take a look at Flame... Flaming Sphere. Those within five feet suffer 1d4 points of damage. The oxen are... They're not, they're not just going to stand there next to a fire. There's no mm, way. They definitely yeah. will. Yeah. I think the cart They may even trample flames. people. The oxen begin to take <clears throat> off. The people begin to move. Uh, the oxen cry out as the cart begins to burn. And uh, it starts stampeding ahead. Opal begins to run after it, cursing her human guards and dwarves to stop the cart, stop the cart. Um, your assistants will stick by because they're with you while Opal's whole team goes to chase down the cart. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, because it's got everything on it that they care about. This guy in the orange is like her chief mercenary dude, the one survivor that came into the town with her, right? That's Minnie's chief dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and at this point, he is just outright trying to kill Minnie. No need for um, that, I think. We, I think we just need to tie her up and hold her down and destroy it with blast spells. Yeah, that's right? what I'm like, trying to communicate there. I mean, do we even have that many blast spells, though? Well, she's tied up. She's, if, we can make it so she can't do anything. We can just sleep and then do it tomorrow. Yeah, wizards are useless when tied up. Alrighty. Um, initiative. Minnie's going at four. Bruce is going at 12. I mean, he's got a dagger. Hey, oh, uh, you, you know That's how you got bodyguard. Yeah. 
You know, if you've got shield mastery, you can do like those free shield attacks. Can okay. I Can I just, instead of doing, I don't have shield mastery or whatever, but instead of attacking with my axe, can I like you just do a shield bash? To Absolutely. Try and knock us to the ground? Yeah, yeah. You can just yeah. do a regular shield bash. That's a, a standard attack. Is that going to be initiative three or four? Six. Shields are slow. Six. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to roll with the sling, but it's the initiative six. Um, so there's a shield punch and a shield rush. The shield rush, I believe, tries to knock a person to the ground, and a shield yeah. punch does damage. Yeah, I want to try and knock it to the ground. Okay. So I you guess I probably jump off the horse at the end of the round after mm -hmm. uh, the donkey, after Barney made me attack Helen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Got it. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Sister Helen. All right, Cornelius. It's the start of a new round. Roll me a d6 for the battle fate uh, bonus, which changes round to round. Also, uh, attack again, huh? Uh, is damage rolls lovely? Okay, Minnie is the first to act. Um, she will stab at Sister Helen. The ghost will cry out as she does so something about the fate of your clerics all going to hell in a handbasket. It's a five. It's a wild miss. Um, Kerberos, take your turn. Yes, all right. So I shield butcher. Um I can't remember how we do this. Is it an attack roll followed by an opposed strength check? You make an attack roll against the enemy's AC. Um... If you hit with your attack, you make an opposed strength check to see if you knock him down. Loser of the opposed rolls falls down. If both character fail their strength checks, they both fall down. Um, okay. Uh, so just a basic melee attack, yeah? Yep. D20 plus 3. 18. That's a hit. Uh, opposed strength check. Uh, oh, nice roll. Yeah, she does great. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. She hits the ground. She falls uh, flat nice. on her back. Uh, sister, I Helen. would like. Uh, I would just like follow into her and like end the round like lying on you top just, of her. The shield. Yeah. You collapse yeah. on top of her. Totally, sister Helen. You rolled in for initiative with a sling. Right? Yeah, so I was gonna take a shot with a sling, but excellent. If, you get the like rocking hand. You start slinging it, but now the two of them are on top of each other. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like that's going to help whatsoever. So I just slow down. Just All right. This guy is just uh, put it back in my pocket. I think I will take a couple steps back, you know, not be in dagger yeah. range if she gets back up. Yeah, go ahead and position mm -hmm. yourself wherever you want. Bruce comes around to make a stab. This is at... No, uh, I shout at Bruce. Bruce, get the rope. Okay. He'll get the rope. Um, he looks around. His pack is on the cart. The cart is running away. He goes to the donkey. Oh, he grabs rope off the donkey, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the donkey's yeah, got I a bunch of stuff. On the donkey. Yeah. Um, and he'll come over here and begin to attempt to tie him her up. But the cleric of Malchus is going. That is Cornelius. He's attacking <clears> with his mace. Are you going to follow through, Cornelius? Can you really trust this person anymore? Isn't it time to put her down? <laughs> um, Once and for all. Well... Not, I believe she's already been put down. She has a heavy dwarf on top of her. Um, I know. Average weight dwarf. Thank you. Yeah. An average weight dwarf. Um, 
the cart is headed in the other direction and it's in flames. Is that right? That is accurate, I think. Yes. Okay. Um, I will, uh, you know, sheathe the mace and I'll make a move towards the cart as much as I can for my turn. All right. Um, You run off in the direction of the cart, chasing after it. And last but not least is Bertold. Yeah, I'm going to help assist grappling her down here. All right. I think with the three of you, this should be easy enough. Mm. I will give her a strength, a dex check um, at minus four to see if she can resist it for a round, uh, which is a no, is a hard no. So the three of you can effectively tie her up. Um, and once again, her eyes will roll back in her head and she will go limp on the ground. All right. We gaga, we tie her up. Yeah, I'm I going to like what happened there. Does she have a distinct, different personality when she's being inhabited by this ghost? It's a great question. How well do you know Minnie? I want to like recall what she said as she was casting detect magic. Like, yeah, give me a, a charisma check to see what you can recall about her personality differences. Sure. Ah, excellent. She was a little bit terse and a little bit rude, um, being like, you don't know anything about this. When in the past, she had been sort of kind and conciliatory and respectful of your practices. Um, and then mm. she cackled with glee when the cart was set on fire. So... Yeah, that, that was a giveaway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I... I... As we're tying her up, I, I, uh, I break the bad news to the group. I, I'm afraid I have been bamboozled. She's still possessed. <laughs> oh my god! I thought she was just, you know, a, a terrible person after all, and that the tempest had led us astray. I feel, I feel better knowing that it was once again the evil spirit. <laughs> At least no one is dead, but we must destroy the spirit once and for all. In the morning, those of us who can should learn as many blessed spells as possible. Um, it seems to be the only way of damaging this thing. How, oh, however, what, what's the plan to make progress today? Because we are on the schedule. We cannot keep stopping every time. Um, well, we have the donkeys. We can move, but we should check on our friends up there. This is a good point. Cornelius, mm. you need to catch up to this cart. Um, give yes. me a strength check because you're a, you're a strong man. It's possible that you can run down the trampling ox cart that's on okay. fire. Uh, strength check? Yes, sir. Oh, 31 is epic. It is great. Right. You will catch up to the ox cart well ahead of everyone else. Um, but the cart's on fire and the oxen are running from the fire even though it is burning them as you know in the process. So how are you going to stop the runaway cart? Is there anything flailing from the uh, trailing, like uh, ropes hanging off of it, anything like that? Mm, no, there's nothing hanging off the back. Well, there's like burning wood hanging off the back of it and burning fabric. No. Um, how are how is the cart coupled to the 
ox. Ah, yes, there's this, I forgot the term for it. If you scroll, if you come over here on the map, you can see that mm. there's like this wooden T-shape that comes out and then the right. yoke attaches that to each of the oxen. Okay, um, I'll attempt to smash the weak point with my mace to try and decouple the ox from the cart. So like you're gonna run up ahead of them and like stand in between them to smash it as it comes no, by. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm going to alongside try and smash from the side and okay. it can hit the so the coupling. Since everything's going forward, you're gonna have to like jump behind the ox and smash this thing while it's all in motion. Or you're going to have to, like, jump on the cart and smash the thing. But it's all moving, so there's no, like, slipping behind. Okay, I'll... I'll, um, How how in flames is this thing? Like, are they... Um, Well, the back... The flaming sphere is in the back of the cart. And the cart is moving forward, so you've got, like, air blowing the flames and the heat backwards and away. So if I jumped Um, on this front part, I could avoid most of that? If you if you have to spend a full round there, you will take mm-hmm. damage. If you can break it and hop off right away, saving throw to take no damage. Um, and if you do take okay. damage, it'll be 1d4. That'll be my goal. All right. So you've caught up to the cart. You're running alongside the ox cart that's on flames. Um, what is an appropriate check to dive on to the flaming moving freaking out ox cart sell me on something um well really i mean i'm jumping onto it and that in my mind is using my leg muscles more than anything so i can't see it being anything other than a strength check that sounds about right to me go ahead and give me another strength check 21 or higher to succeed okay all All you need is a four easy peasy you hop onto the cart now this thing's right in front of you you're not going to miss it but you do need to hit it hard enough to break it so let's take a look at our saving throws for this thin piece of wood against a crushing blow hmm um you will need to roll you're going to roll a saving throw for the cart. I'll roll the saving okay. throw for a cart. On a 13 or higher, it survives the blast. Now, from is, your the cart, is the cart a little bit weakened from the fire? That's a good point. Um, the fire hasn't spread this far, but you are exceptionally okay. strong. You have 17 strength, so I will, yeah. give you the, I will give the saving throw a penalty. So it needs a 14 or higher on a 1d20 to survive the blow. Um, and it is not. So with a single mighty right. blow, you smash apart this this T-beam. The oxen bolt free. You can jump off the cart to avoid any damage, and it will come to a slow halt. Still on flames, but no more going away. Well done. Congr- will do. Well done. Thank you. Um, the party can reconvene around the burning cart. Opal and looks on. all the oxen, they kind of like mm-hmm. are still there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the all these minions will help get the oxen together, um, but Minnie will or Opal will look on in horror. That that was her cart. She had sold all of her possessions, but that was the food. That was the water. That was like her livelihood. That was you know the special drawers that she had made to carry these things. The gold is on there in bags. It'll just be strewn about on the floor now. What are we going to do? All of our food there... was on that cart. 
Is there anything we can do to help the situation? Like stop the fire? You tell me. Control it. There's no water around, is there? Barrels of That's water are on the cart. Water. Use your combat shovel. Throw some sand in there. <laughs> uh, there's barrels of water on the cart, you say? Mm-hmm. Would I perchance have been the one to pack them? Know where they are, maybe? No, Opal packed them. But you can see them. They're, you know, barrels. Is that going to work? I mean... At best, it'll I guess water I'll... on the floor, but it won't stop the cart from... Like, it might stop the floor from burning, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's not... I, I think we can't save the cart. We haven't got any food. It's uh, it's quite dire. Um, mm-hmm. Do I feel like I could move the flaming... You said the flaming sphere is in the cart itself. Yeah, the flaming sphere lasts for... Actually, it might be gone oh, because she was knocked oh. out. Duration one round per level. She was level five or six... Um, but she she's not knocked out. It's been one, two, I, three, I four. I thought that to move it. I thought that to move the fire sphere, you needed to control it to move it's it every on the time. Cart, you do, but it's in the cart. So when the cart moves, huh? Okay, I would have assumed it was like stuck to the ground. I never understood that. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a does is, is does it stay irrelevant? in position relative to the thing upon which it rests or onto the earth? If you cast it on a moving boat, does it stay relative to the earth and the boat Come moves on. under it? Or... Hey, let's, uh, listen, if you're on the second just, floor just of a castle, what you, you can feel. definitely cast Flaming Sphere and it doesn't just drop to the ground floor. No, This is an argument we don't need to be no, having. Right like, no, but like, let's let's do whatever Neil thinks is right. Like, yeah. I, I, I swear, I always assumed the sphere would just stay where you put it, no matter mm. if like stuff moved. But mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um... So is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. It's burning. Okay. All right. I'll try something then. I'll immediately try to stop it. I'm going to cast Wind Column on it and try to make it... I don't know. I'm going to make shit move. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Something's going to happen. It cannot make it worse. I mean, it might, but... The (laughs) AOE of Wind Column is the caster. You can cast Wind Column only upon yourself. No! Ah! Um, All right. You'll have to go into it, so I don't think... I, I think yeah, Neil, it doesn't I, sound like a good idea at all anymore. I thought this was a really good idea. Damn it. In a, in a selfless act of heroism, I go, get out the way! I, I run up to the back of the cart. I know I'm going to take some damage. I try and plant my axe into the sphere so I can like drag it out of the cart. The fire sphere? Yeah. Make me, it's a giant unmoving sphere. Make me like an attack roll against AC5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely hit it. Okay. The flaming sphere. The surface has a spongy yielding consistency and so does not cause damage except by flames. It cannot push unwilling creatures aside or batter down large obstacles. Yeah, I think it's pretty light, so I'm hoping that I can sacrifice a bit of health to get it away from the cart. I think with an attack, I don't I don't know if you can like hook into it and drag it. But I think Why you not? could probably push it. 
because it doesn't well, i don't have the have the oxen moved now yeah the oxen are gone okay well then yeah i'll push it then push it out yeah it's i think yeah you've got a shield you could shield bash the crap out of this thing you definitely come in contact with it and you'll take 2d4 points of damage since you're That's willingly fine. going towards it um yep. only three but with a strength check you can shove it right. do it oh, oh no no it's too well positioned inside of it you try and hit your shield up there but you're kind of short in the back of the cart is kind of high and your shield just kind of like awkwardly bends over the top and the cart burns um i think it's now a lost cause at this point yeah All right. um opal will look to the clerics i should never have brought you along you're not in but trouble I do apologize, Opal. Who could have known that this would have happened? Yes. This is exactly why we are on our quest to rid the world of these undead scourge. That's right. In fact, while, while this is horrible, uh, just know that if these undead had attacked your undefended party, they likely would have wiped you out. At least no one has died. We've lost food, yes, but there must be a village between here and the mountains. The hills. Well, if that thing, whatever it was, had possessed me instead of that there wizard, who knows what have happened when we got to town. I should be grateful. It could have been worse, most definitely. Mm. We all have our health. We'll mm. make sure to cover the expenses as we go through the next city for everybody. Make sure they're, you know, well mm. rested and fed. We really apologize for this. I, I will definitely put out the prayer to I, the gods tonight to I, I, for a better I, day tomorrow. I might be elbowing Helen in the side as soon as she said paying for expenses. How much does a cart cost? Oh, but I said paying for expenses to make sure they're fed and that they sleep well. I did not say pay for expenses to replace I the you said cart. Pay for, I thought you said pay for any damages as well. Maybe you didn't. Uh, I didn't think. I, I, I don't think. <laughs> <coughs> Helen, <laughs> It's pay for expenses. <laughs> 60 gold? Yeah, fuck that. We're not, we're not buying our new car. Sorry. Sorry, babes. <laughs> we're, we're just going to make sure that everybody's fed and everybody gets a place to sleep. Yeah, so I think I I what I will do now is I'll turn around seeing that the cart is lost. I'll climb up on like a little rock or something, Neil, if I can, to just give myself mm-hmm. a little bit of height over the group. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, uh, this day has been strange uh i can't really explain everything that's happened and i don't know the source of where this thing has come from but this is exactly why we are on our quest to rid the world from these undead i understand we're all worried here opal of course you're upset about your courage we have to focus now we have no food we have no water we should head to the nearest village immediately we need to get there as soon as possible once we're there my friends and i will cover the cost to replenish the rations and the supplies but let's get there while everyone still lives. Right. Everyone is in agreement and we can set off. Um, you I will still throw have... Minnie's body over one of the second donkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep a close eye on I ride next to that donkey. Like I hold its reins as I'm riding on Barney and I keep a close eye on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time she'll stay tied up. Yeah. Oh, make right. sure she doesn't get a gag out or anything like that. Well, it is a few days walk to Tharnum from here, and you can make it. 
um, people will stick around long enough for the cart to burn out enough that many can like get the gold out with you know a stick or they'll fashion a series of sticks together somehow to try and like get the bags of gold that were in the cart um it's a bit of a process you'll get to the next town a little after dark there are a few more skeletons on the road but there's a lot of you and you don't need to worry about them we're not going to bother role-playing um a small handful of skeletons here or there. That's the, the whole point of having a, a large group of it, fighters. Mm -hmm. If we're, if we're, we, if we're going to, are we already passed the next day or not? Cause no, this I is all that we... same day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that night will be a bit tense. Minnie is still unconscious. Do you suspect that she is still possessed? Yes. Mm. Yes. What do you yes. want to do? Uh, we learned black spells. Don't worry, I cast Bless. That night? Yeah, I have you it. Might as well use it. Yeah, okay. Roll me a 1d5. Yeah. All right, 1d6, I'm sorry. 1d6. All right. Um, as you cast Bless, the unconscious body contorts in pain and suffering um, and begins to mumble weird words as sweat appears on her brow. I comment out loud. Did you know that I've prepared five uses of bless? Uh, keep staying if you wish. But I will slowly, agonizingly drive you out. That's my speech. I um, I offer a couple of Opal's guards, uh, a gold piece each to watch Minnie through the night. Done. Yeah. Pay so up to spend... gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the clerics, we need to sleep. Um, everyone who can cast Bless, I think, should learn at least like two of them. Yeah. You will all be woken in the night by the calls of these two guards. Good thing you had them watch. Um, they they shout, they cry, and by the time everyone comes into the room, you can see a spirit, a ghost, leaving the body of Minnie, um, and with like a you know a bitter, angry voice, uh, say, "Eric, your time will come." Um, it will you know fly through the wooden walls of the building and leave the rest place that you're at, leaving Minnie's body there sweating. Um, and twitching. Okay, right, so this well. is a visible ghost. This is visible ghost, unless it's an illusion spell. Great. Okay, well, at least we know it's gone now. I will uh, go back to sleep, so but I can hopefully still land spells in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you can still get your rest that is needed. Um, two days later. Oh, so we could have healed uh, with our healing spells then? Yes, yes. Um, can we assume we're full health? Yes, we can assume we're full health. Two days later, yep. you will arrive at the gates of Tharnam. Tharnam is this dwarven town. This is the place that you have been heading because our dearly beloved cleric of Falumbra, Kerberos, has an idea. What is your plan or idea, Kerberos? Your unfounded My plan. <laughs> that we can take the the secret tunnels to Milfaldor. Now, who we can told have... you about these secret tunnels? Ah, all dwarves know about the secret tunnels. Obviously, all dwarves know about the secret tunnels now. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Well, Tharnum is a dwarven town these days, entirely dwarven. 
and they've got big walls that they've put up um, around the southern side. They've been sieged by undead in recent years past. Siege has long been lifted. But as you come in towards the town, you can see that plenty of bones litter the yard on the gates towards Tharnim. Um, they're old bones, probably bones of undead that sieged this place years ago, or perhaps a more recent siege just with old corpses has come through here. But the, the area is littered with these. You will hear dwarves calling from the gates in Dwarven to hurry up and get inside before the sun sets. Um, and once within the gates, you can see that there's a mostly abandoned outer town. Uh, and they will lead you down a nice gravel path towards a set of large stone doors that leads to the inside of Tharnum. However, the inside that is underground, um, it is here that your human companions are met with doubt and suspicion. Yes. And from who? So, so, so to whom? From the guards of this? Tharnum who are you know, trying to get everybody inside before the sun fully sets, they will say, dwarves, of course, are welcome. Cleric of Falumbra, please, please come in. Um, but these others with you, they can stay out in the abandoned town. It's safe enough. Our, our men guard the walls all night. No, Sonny, it won't do. I, please, maybe I talk with you uh, about my goal here. Maybe with your, uh, your officer or whoever's in charge. I, I'm in charge here, <clears throat> the, the dwarf says to you, and I would be proud to speak with a cleric of Lumbra. Please, says. I understand this is unusual, but uh, let me explain. The undead that you've clearly been facing here are the reason for me being here. Myself and three of my friends that you can see over there are, are all clerics. We're working on a holy quest to rid the world of the undead. This passageway, we need to get to Milfaldor as soon as possible. I was hoping that the dwarves of Tharnum would be good enough to allow my party here passage. He looks to the group behind you. I can, of course, compensate for the Inconvenience. It's not an object of money. The Times rest are of tough. them. We, sure, I un- the the I threats to the southerners are all from human problems. Our clerics tell us it's humans who invited the demons into this world. It's humans who brought about the siege of the undead. It's humans Almost who certainly. created the wars in Drekis and in uh, Mystria. It's humans who have caused a great number of these problems. And I don't know any of these people with you. How do we know that they're not spies? You might have been tricked. You might have been ensorcelled. You might be perfectly justified in your beliefs, but maybe later they decide that they saw something in here that they want. How do we know we can trust the troublemakers of this world? Well, listen, the humans are the children of chaos, the children of Malchus. They've been causing trouble for dwarves ever since they arrived in this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making my point. And I understand there is more down there than I would have originally intended to bring here, but things got dangerous on the road. If you don't want to let in the rabble, I understand. But my three cleric friends, they are men and women of God. They can be trusted. 
I can vouch for them with my life. Even if you won't let the rabble in, please allow them to step in these hallowed holes. Maybe if you were a good Tharnum dwarf, that would mean something, but I don't even recognize you. From where do you hail, cleric? I grew up in Highcastle, I'm afraid, although I believe that- A city dwarf? Coming in saying that you can vouch for the likes of humans? You're half human yourself! That's not true. I'm not half human. I'll- I- You wound me, my friend. I, I won't take lightly this kind of accusation. Maybe you should rethink your comments. I'm still a dwarf. I- look just like you. I walk just like you. I might talk a little different, but my home, my heart lies beneath these hills. Spent your whole life in a human castle, in a human city, coming over here, expecting that you can uh, walk your human friends through these binds and these tunnels that we've bled for, that we've fought for. My friend, you've said yourself, the humans bring great trouble to this world. Aye. Yes, well, a bit of dwarven wisdom will do them some good. I've been doing my best in High Castle to temper their lord's more chaotic tendencies. I'm a, an advisor to How'd the king. How's that go for you? It goes well, yes. I've been well rewarded and put in charge of a, such an important mission as this. What mission is that exactly? That, to rid well, the world of undead? But what means are four clerics who don't even have a wagon between them, supposed to rid like the I world said, of undead. That sounds the a little far-fetched. road is far-fetched. dangerous. It is. Um, it's not my place to tell you. The mission is kept secret. There is spies amongst us. Count Vicious and his undead. Aye. They stalk. They look for us. Do Aye. you... I, we're, I imagine we're in Earside, right? Ear, Earshot, right? yeah. Do you question the power of us four clerics? Why don't you let me demonstrate our power? Hesitation. Guest. Okay. Bless. I cast a spell. <laughs> what right, spell do see. you cast? Well, I'm going to describe it first because the description oh, sounds great. a lot more better than if I just tell you the spell. Great. All right. All of a sudden, the area around me, uh, a bunch of rocks like in a 50-foot radius all around me, so like a very big area in this town, they start clearing off. Uh, some rocks start stacking up in order to, in neat little piles. Uh, and let's see, wherever, let's see, we're in like a city area, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything soft? Um, there's some like bushes and plants and some weeds. Oh, perfect. And... Perfect. The bushes start getting separated one by one and they start getting put into piles. Uh, I look around. It's like a bunch of us. We're going to say like 20 separate piles. Uh, mm. And they start flattening out. Hmm. Uh, so all around in, let's see, just, I'm going to roll 44. In the <laughs> course of 12 minutes, uh, this process is going to create some very nice resting spots for 
the entire party. This is great campsite, <laughs> a third level spell. I, I love <laughs> that it takes 12 minutes is so long. But he's like casting this spell and like bushes are moving around, like dust piles are being swept up by little dust devils. You know, the the area becomes flat and smooth. The hills like level themselves. It It is impressive. The dwarves stand by as uh, you, what would you say? Like using a form of telekinesis, essentially. Um, arrange the area into a crude but comfortable bed of weeds and grass and temporary shelters of leaves and branches. Yes. Um, <clears throat> dwarves will look on in impressed, like they've never seen magic like this personally, probably. All right. So you've got some magic in you. You're no rookies around here. But if you're not even going to trust us, well, with this secret I, mission of yours, yeah. how can we trust you with our I secrets? Will, I will speak to your lord of the details. You'll convince me first before I let these people even into the building. Of course, you understand that I'd put your life and the lives of the Tharnam Dwarves in danger if I were to reveal this to you now. You'll put our lives in danger by letting these people in. How can I trust that I can trust you telling me that I can trust you? Well, is a dwarf's word not worth anything in this town anymore? Not a city dwarves. I shake my head at him and I say, your ignorance <laughs> blinds you, my friend. And your soft life blinds you. Do you see the bones out there? Do you know the troubles we've had? I can't just trust my entire people on the word of one person I've never met in my life. You realize that, you know? I can't perhaps, I can't just perhaps. okay, I understand maybe let the party sleep out here tonight. I shall enter Tharnam. You were prepared to let me in before. Oh, of course. You're welcome. Hundred percent. Let me let me speak with your lord and perhaps then they can I can convince him to trust us. Yeah, sure. I uh I turn around and go back to the party and say I'm sorry, this is uh this is tough, but they don't want to let humans into the city. I'm going to go on ahead and try and speak to their lord. I may have to divulge some information on our quest to get them to trust us and let you through. I Are you mean, okay to already, stay out here for the night? We've already divulged so much to, to so many people. I don't see the wrong this can do. Um, and we have a nice uh, little campfire that Birdsall just put together. <laughs> yes, no worries. I have made sure we will be very comfortable. <laughs> good, good. Well... I shall uh, spend the night inside the city, but I'll come back out in the morning, hopefully. Okay. And I uh, give them a little bow and we'll head off into the city. All right. Well, we'll take our break here and we'll come back on the other side with our last segment for today of Light of Illumis. See you soon. Mm. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Light of Illumis. All right, Nick. Yes. Kerberos, it's mm. up to you to get these Convince. people in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to make it work because I've come up with this plan to come this direction. It's um, all riding on you. If this doesn't work, the whole party is, is stranded, essentially. Yeah. So as I come into the town, I'll is the guard that I was speaking to like with me? Yeah, you know, you'll get an escort all the way in to see the, the king. All oh, right, they're hard. taking me in. Great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
what's his name? Dryhard. Dryhard. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm respectful as I walk through the palace or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. If I get brought before the king, I will bow yeah, is... or whatever is the most common. You're woman. brought into what appears to be a recently refurbished but old section of the city. The hall here has um classic ancient dwarven architecture of being just a little bit taller than a dwarf's head like the the entry hall not the the actual main hall in which the um, affairs are held but it's the old dwarven style of building your your hallways just barely tall enough for a dwarf to get in so if a human has to come in or fight their way in they have to like hunch over and it's super hella awkward for them so it's got these low ceilings these wide hallways um and you know nice carved stone floors all the way through it's not like the super fancy styles of floors it's like nice and flat on the sides um, on the 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 bottoms and the sides and the tops with just a little bit of carvings along the edges um and it is a a long slog through the echoey hallway into this underground you would call it a great hall the ceiling quickly um, triples or quadruples in height your night vision slowly adapts to to this darkened environment there are bioluminescent fungi arranged around columns giving just enough light that you can see all the way across the hall way farther than your dark vision would normally allow in a situation like this Um, and you can get brought deep into the great hall there's a little bit of water dripping from somewhere indicating that the place is not kept up to standards normally a little bit of water dripping would that would be found and that'd be patched but times are a little bit rough these days in the dwarven hall because you can hear that little drip 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 from somewhere in the distance you can hear um the marshalling of people as the king and some of his guards are brought out onto the throne which is on a raised dais at the back of the hall um quickly they've been summoned and they're you know appearing in haste to oversee this interesting meeting of four clerics arriving on his doorstep claiming to purge the world of the undead uh curse and, yeah well um, um once i get before him i'll go down to a knee mm-hmm. rise king dryhard dwarf tell me thank you my kink They say you're here to end the undead scourge, but to do so, you need to bring three to five humans with you through our through our most recently uncovered tunnels. How you know about them is a question for another time. Tell me how it is, dwarf, that you plan to rid the world of the menace i look around the room how many guards and stuff are listening in on this um there's the one guard that brought you then there are four bodyguards next to the king and one cleric they look like the king's guard okay yeah um they're in plate mail with shields and axes and great helms i confess that the plan is not mine alone i travel with a cleric of illumis named sister helen she seeks to use a great and powerful magical artifact that she has come into possession of to i look from the i look at the guards assembled to empower the sun 
and empower Illumis to destroy the undead. So they would be held back only to the night and could not travel during the day. To do this, we will travel to Heatstroke. We will battle our way through the demons and atop the temple. We shall use this, and I look at the cleric and say, Philosopher's Stone to empower the sun and empower Illumis in a great ritual. This is our plan. Aha. Uh -huh. Your cleric there, even this far away, my party lies outside the walls of the city, contained in a lead and silver lined box. If you were to use a detect magic spell, you could see the traces of this great artifact that we carry with us. The power we hold is great, hence the secrecy. The king looks to the cleric who begins to intone the words to such a spell um, and then will like reach out with one hand, like grab the king on the shoulder and give him a, a single nod. King will muse for a moment. So you're saying it's up to the dwarves to save the humans. Because if Isn't I understand you're right, we won't be benefited by this at all. If it's the sunlight that'll purge the undead, then those undead that lurk beneath the earth, those that inhabit the underground areas, wouldn't be affected one bit. We wouldn't That's stand true. to gain much other than maybe protecting well, the human lands and opening up some trade by extension, but effectively, you're asking us to share our secrets to save the surface people. Well, let me uh, add a little bit of context there. I, I don't think it's true that we wouldn't benefit at all. The necromancer, Count Vicious, and others mm. that plague these lands, they grow in strength because they are free to move about during the day, free to do as Vicious they will. I Count Vicious was slain. Perhaps that's true, I'm not sure. We were accosted by a spirit on the road that seemed to imply that maybe he is still at large. Mm. But either way, you know, if these beasts cannot ply their trade during daylight hours, it will slow their advance. There'll be less skeletons at your door, less zombies banging on the entrances to your mines. And yes, you will have to give up some secrets to outsiders, but I can tell you that the four of us are ready to die for this mission, and we can keep a secret that I do not believe there will be any problem in encouraging them to keep the existence of these tunnels to themselves. What about the demons, hmm? What if you head over there, but they don't kill you? They grab you, and they eat your brains out, and they absorb all that information you've got. You'd just be handing over all of our information to them. That's true. I agree. Ryan's just, like, agreeing with that the dwarves from oh, the other. No. We're not even yes. there. <laughs> that is a danger, but I believe that some humans from the kingdom of Drakus have dealt with the demons, have they not? I was expecting our journey to Heatstroke. Maybe there'll be a few stragglers, but I doubt we will run into an army. My younger brother went to Heatstroke. A great cleric of Seor. He never came back. What makes you think that you're different? Many gave their lives in the attempt to seal off Heatstroke and the demons from advancing. Your brother was a, a great dwarf. He nods in approval at your statements. I would be unlikely to succeed on my own merits, but if I can stand on the deeds of the likes of your brother, then I think victory is possible. 
You're right. Once again, the dwarves have to fix the mistakes of the humans. But uh, as you can probably tell, I'm not from the hills. I live from the city in High Castle. I spent a good number of years advising the lords of High Castle and trying to pass on my dwarven wisdom to encourage them to take good actions in defense of the, the peoples. And I think the High Castle has proven itself to be more sensible than its other counterparts in these lands. It is the only right. city that hasn't fallen in war recently. And the only city with a dwarven advisor. Coincidence? I think no, I'm not there, but... <laughs> I have told you everything I know, my lord. I, I'm at your mercy. Arcadia is at your mercy. And I drop back to a knee and bow my head. Hmm. Well, what good are secrets if you don't have the right opportunity to use them? And what other sign do we need then for... What, what clerics were they were traveling with you, aside from Alumus? Alumus, Malchus, and Tempus. Two human gods? Ugh. I have traveled with them for some time. Each has their quacks, but at the end of the day, we're all in this for the same reason. We're all willing to die for it. Really? Hmm. And a sun god worshipper? You keep strange company, cousin. Indeed, I do. So I have my whole life. Look, our passageways are far too short for your people to walk through, but we can put them in the back of a cart, blindfolded, and have them lay down and be pulled by some beast of burden through the tunnels. It'll be days of laying on their backs, and uh, we'll have to make sure they see and hear no evils, if you understand my meaning. Of course, of course. I'm but... sure they'd be more than willing to submit. If it is that the fate of Arcadia rests in the hands of the dwarves, then who would we be to say no to saving them? Just my good dear friend, my cousin cleric of Falumbra, if you come out of this alive, let every person you hear, let every person you speak to know that it was us that came to help in your time of aid. It was us that gave up everything that we could to help you out. We'll give you food. We'll give you water. We'll haul you across the hills underneath. We'll give you an escort up to Milfaldur. You'll have to make it from there yourself. The city of Milfaldur is much changed. I'm it sure would be my see. greatest honor to tell this story. Swear it. Swear it upon I your goddess that you will let everyone know as far as you can spread word it was us who came in the time of need. I uh, stand up and I'll grab my holy symbol and I hold it somewhat aloft and I'll say I swear upon Falumbra that I will make it my life's mission to tell the tale how King Dryhard and the dwarves of Tharnam saved all of Arcadia from the undead scourge. Good. Go get your blokes. Thank you. I uh, I turn around. Like, you get a close-up, you know, sweat dripping down his face as he walks out of the, 
chamber to the outside to get them. All right. Um, you can head back on out via escort. Arrangements will be made. We don't have to go into the details on them. These dwarves will help haul you from Tharnham to Milfaldur. Um, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a heads up. Milfaldur, like Tharnham, is in some trouble. The population is entirely underground. The city is wrecked and destroyed. But unlike the city of Tharnam, which whose walls still hold, the town of Milfaldur itself is overrun with undead. Oh, sh- Once shit. you get through to the other side, you will have to fight your way through the city to the docks and grab one of the ships that are just sitting in the harbor completely open and unaided um, and take that wherever you want. Um, Great. The of the three assistants that you have with you, the three orphans, one of them worked for some time as a pilot on the uh, Mercy River. Is that what it's called? I can't. The Mazzy. on Honey Rapids. Sorry, oh. on the Honey Rapids River, um, yeah. and will be able to help you pilot your boat just along the coast. Nothing fancy. Just skim the coastline to wherever you need to go. Um. But that's if you can bring your your followers all the way through to Milfeldur. Yeah, well, is the Dwarven King letting us bring everyone, or are we only bringing You can bring clerics? them all. You can bring okay, them all. cool. He's got your back 100%. Nice. Um, which brings us to the final chapter of today's quest. The Ritual. When you leave Milfeldur, you will have to leave with every component you need. Um, unless you're going to stop off in Weatherlight, but Weatherlight's a small town. You're probably not going to be able to find much there. Milfeldur is your last stop for stuff. Yeah. Um, so before you get there, on your multi-day underground blindfolded journey, you're going to have to discuss with yourselves this ritual that you're going to create. So what new ideas do we have for our ritual? I'll let the rest of the party, since the three of them are in a cart together, so, you know. Uh, I had one more idea that came to me when uh, doing my daily staring at the sun uh, and getting my skin burned uh, ritual. Uh, I will write a specific chant for the occasion that I will not reveal until the moment because that would be less fun if everybody knows about it. Mm -hmm. I might tell the crew members ahead of time, but not everybody on the show. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Um, well, let's recap what we've got so far. What is our um, existing ritual? Oh, I have some of that. We said we would go to the holiest place we know, which is the Pyramid of Heatstroke. That is the mm-hmm. closest we can get to the gods. Mm-hmm. We are bringing with us one of the most powerful artifacts of magical transmission, the Philosopher's mm-hmm. Stone, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. extremely mm-hmm. unlikely to ever get in our hands. Mm-hmm. We also wanted to look into getting some kinds of mirror system and amplifying lenses uh, to power up the sun with our magic somehow. So mirrors um, and lenses. How many mirrors and lenses do you need? I think the more the better, really. Yeah. I thought we needed like four hand mirrors, right? Yeah, we said we at least needed four mirrors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, does that mean four also... lenses as well? I or feel like... one lens? What's the what's the where does how does lens come into play here? 
Well, because I, I think we probably need four lenses, right? I think we need one lens for each mirror and then mm. one central lens that will like, ample, like all, mm -hmm. all four beams will go into this one and then it'll, or maybe they all go into the philosopher's stone. Oh, like one mega lens. Yes. Well, maybe not, maybe like a crystal or something rather than a lens, like a oh, diamond yeah. maybe or something like that. Like mm. something to make everything Something to converge. like store the light, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like get the light and then project it out. Yeah. yeah like okay, that. and so is this like four mirrors in opposite directions with a, a diamond or some sort of crystal in the middle? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um what are the, what's going to hold up the mirrors? You can't just lay them on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, well, yeah, we're going to need to have something built because we're going to obviously get it set up and then have to adjust it mm -hmm. to catch the rays of the sun, right? So it's going to have to be in some sort of like hinge thing that allows us to tilt it back and forth and side to side a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we need to go here because only dwarven yeah. engineering could build such a thing. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, uh, so we're gonna we need some sort of stand for these mirrors yeah. to fit on. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. Does the the crystal in the middle or the lens or whatever this is matter? Should it be glass? Should it be diamond? Should it be ruby? What? What? I think is if your... we can get a diamond, that's the best mm -hmm. because like big powerful gems linked to powerful spells, right? Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. often need yeah. to use an expensive yeah. gem yeah. to cast an expensive spell. So. Yes. And I think a clear diamond might be. Mm -hmm. You don't want like a colored gemstone. You want a clear gemstone. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay. Um, what else was there going to be in the ritual? Uh, we discussed uh, getting there for a specific timing, uh, mm. exactly for uh, my birthday, since I was born at summer solstice and we want exactly at noon so we want the ritual to happen exactly as noon which is why we have Berthold here to tell us the exact time yeah um what else did we say i think we had an idea that maybe like everyone would cast a spell a different yes, spell each mm -hmm. of us would cast a different spell that was it right Berthold was going to cast no time yes <laughs> um what else was going to be cast um, Get your spells, I, guys. yeah, I mine was making water. That's right, create yeah, water. I, mm -hmm. I still feel like that one should be thought about more. I feel like I maybe... am muddy on this whole thing, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. Like it's it, a bit weird. It seems it's like just... we're taking a bunch of ideas and sticking them together, and it's not really completely cohesive. Mm. Well, to be fair, like the no time is cohesive, like. The the power everything up, up to this point. To, I like, think everything makes sense with like the mirrors amplifying the rays, yeah, powering I mean, up the sun, the stone. Uh I agree. I'm on board with all of that. Yeah. The the like the water timing. thing. I'm a the little bit. The water is like, off. I agree. The water some, is yeah. wrong. Maybe yeah. maybe we don't need that. Maybe like we can just all we get the exact time, we all join hands and we all cast turn on dead at the same point. Like as the clock strikes midday, we all cast turn on dead. The light goes into the philosopher's stone through the crystal, and just amplifies our turn. But then, on dead what? All the undead in the land just run away for a while. Like no, no. I think it's then will it or? I guess I mean it's like channeling anti undead magic into the ritual. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like the way to do it. Keep it simple. Uh, make sure. That we're shining all of it until all the sun and let the sun do its thing. So we're all trusting Sister Helen in her research. 
So Bertholdt will tell you when to do it, and then together everybody will cast, cast turn on dead turn at on dead midday. at yeah. midday. Um, there was the... some talk of Sister Helen using Sunstrike, which is an yeah, anti-undead had... sun-based spell, but that doesn't look like it fits in here anymore. Yeah, I would agree. I, I was thinking of Sunscorch, but I, I don't know if that okay. makes sense. Um, Although I might suggest that maybe Sunscorch would do more damage after this ritual has been completed across all campaigns. Oh, I would like close out the ritual, maybe. Like the final... And and what role does the Philosopher's Stone play in this? Are you like all using the Philosopher's Stone to turn undead? Is it in the center, like beneath the crystal? Yeah, Is I think it, it's beneath, what's the, the... beneath the diamond, yeah. Yeah, that's how I would see it too. We're all touching it. We're all facing this. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all facing the crystal, right? Powering it up. Yeah, I think or we're going to be in like a circle and then the mirrors are on the inside of us and at the center of the circle and the center of us is the, the diamond and the philosopher's stone and the sun's rays, you know, hit the mirrors at midday, power up the diamond. We cast turn on dead. It's amplified by the philosopher's stone. And then boom. And so we're hoping that when we do that, instead of turning undead, the Philosopher's Stone amplifies the spell such that it kills them instead of turns them. Yeah. Well, in fact, no, it's I'm not, not exactly that, because the goal is to power up the sun, basically. It's to compel Illumis to, I guess, burn the undead stronger, right? Because my research proved that when you do a lengthy exposition to the sun, while you're an undead, it will slowly whittle you down. It's just that when it's, uh, what's the one that dies really fast? What's the one that, Vampire. vampire. Vampires are like the accelerated version of that. And now I want everything, like everybody to, to be burnt like a vampire would be by the right. sun. So and that's uh -huh. why I had thought of Sun Scorch to like give a little bit more juice to the sun or even continual light. Uh, to help i think that the turn on dad will be enough i'm kind of envisioning it as right this like we're capturing the sun's rays and we're yes. funneling them back through the philosopher's stone yes. to re-empower them with additional magic and then sending them back up into the stone through the diamonds to sort of like you know That's like take true. the rays add magic and then push it back up because the idea is to cause worldwide permanent Sun yeah. killing undead abilities, not just to immediately yes. purge the immediate area. Yes. Right. Yes. That's why the continual notion was interesting. Right. I think that's why the energy has to go back into the sun rather mm -hmm. than us just taking the sun's energy and <clears throat> projecting yes, it in a moment. Us sending energy to the sun was definitely the Because idea. if you wanted, you could make a ritual that would probably do a full purge of everything in Arcadia. Mm but it would be short term and then, you know, undead could, could come, come back. back at any given point. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but that has to be permanent. Okay. Hmm. <coughs> okay. I think, I I think feel... hotline works. What if we all, I wonder if we couldn't have done what you're saying with the turn undead however closing it all out with a direct spell casting into the philosopher's stone of continual light to make sure that it's like a permanent there's a notion of permanence with continual light that i feel is interesting to seal the deal basically i mean the well, sun's that... already permanent right hmm. 
would that make it like continually light all the time throughout the land or something like that could be have negative effects maybe i also just think don't want to be casting spells on the philosopher's stone oh i mean this is my life's mission if you guys want to take a step back for the final moment of the ritual no i'm uh, saying that but if it like explodes and destroys all the mirrors and that it's not gonna I mean, it's the conclusion of the ritual, though. <laughs> the conclusion should be grand. Wait, wait. I, 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 we need to establish that you're not going to cast any spells on the philosophers, though. I don't think we need to. Like, I think what we're describing, like, we do the turn on dead yeah. at the right time. The sun this gets crystal is by the this, this, But this isn't a small time thing. This is a major event. We shouldn't be just, you know doing what the wizard said and like drawing a circle on the land and give us a little bit of extra like this is a yeah i get that but i'm saying like we're all going to cast the turn on dead that's Mm going to happen at the exact moments like Mm -hmm. are you going to not cast turn on dead and cast continual light instead i feel like it's better that we all cast the turn on dead because all you could cast it afterwards but at that point the moment's passed right and it's already happened i think it's better that you do your uh you just we all sing your chant that you're going to come up with while we do cast the town on dead. And then that seems good enough to me. I feel like that's, we've, we've done enough there. Yeah. I wasn't even like, if we want to keep it really simple, we just need to cast turn undead into the sun, right? Isn't the problem transmitting it? Yeah. We all hold on to the stone, skip the mirror part, turn undead the sun. Might work might work i think that the mirrors and stuff are nice because it's adding some flavor to it <laughs> the the ritual is not just symbolic in nature right you can if you use the right words with the right components your magic is you know one level of power and if you use um you know the wrong words or the wrong components your magic is a, a different level of power so mm. you can come up with any ritual you want and then based on how good i think all of this is and how well all the dice fall and everything we'll see what the effect is um so Hmm. you can come up with any ritual you think is good and illumis will you know discern how strong of an effect it should have based on your I feel like we shouldn't skim and make it too simple. Like the the point is to make a, the biggest gesture we can, All right. the most think... amount of power we can to convince let's, Loomis. Let's write it down before next week because I yeah. feel like there's a danger of getting a little bit confused if we try and do too many things at once. Yeah. Okay. We also had talked about an undead sacrifice back in the day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't. Um... It's kind of interesting. And we're going to need something to hold the crystal, the, the diamond, and something yeah. to hold the philosopher's stone, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was the dwarven engineering, whatever. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. imagining one, big, one, and... one yeah. big object, one big object, Neil, that has oh. the stance of the four mirrors. Like a custom-made... Yeah. It's going to take yeah. a while to create. We need to make sure we're there on time, though. But yeah, why not? A dwarven smith could knock that up in a in a day or two. I feel yeah, like, like give him give him twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like I, one last thing I want to throw in there, but we also heard of a bronze dragon near the pyramid of Heatstroke that turns sand into glass. Yeah, is 
What about him? Oh, uh, so we we could make like a giant lens. I mean, can he can he accurately turn it into glass, or is it just sort of like we're not we're not going to find that dragon and convince it to help us in the time we've got? Mm. Mm, probably not. Plus, well, the I... dragon may or may not be dead. Mm. Fair. Okay. Dragons are having a tough time in the world at the moment. Mm-mm. All right. Well, it sounds like you've got some pretty good plans. When we come back next week, we will finalize the ritual because it'll any components you need, you'll have to get before yeah. we leave Milfaldur. So if there's any last minute planning to be done for it, it's before we start our session or next at the week. very beginning okay. of our session next week. We have um, a week to like brainstorm and come up with mm-hmm. like our final mm-hmm. iteration. Yeah. Let's get something written down before next week. Yeah, that we all yeah, agree we'll, on. We'll, we'll, we'll agree on the whole spiel. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> but for reals. <laughs> Realsies this time. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. All it's right. just like the initiative earlier today. I did it the time after. <laughs> well, that will wrap us up for the Light of Loomis for today. Uh, We will be back next week for our hopefully thrilling conclusion of the game. Uh, And in the meantime, you can check out all these lovely people's Twitch streams. Um, It's listed at the top of their cameras. Um, Anything else before we head out for the night? Yeah, follow Save or Die on Twitter. You want to say what Save or Die is? Yeah, we are. So if you watched Tides of Death, which was a campaign that Neil and I played with uh, Potato and Whiskey Pig, One Challenges, and Mr. Mooton. We had such a great time, and we all got on so well that we've now made like a D&D group uh, that we're going to do like a, we're going to start with a short form sort of 10 episode campaign going into something a bit longer. But um, we've got a Patreon. It's just the Tides of Death Patreon that's been rebranded. We've now got our own YouTube channel and a Twitter account. Um, I think we've all retweeted it today on Twitter. So go on there and find Is it at Save or Die Staff? No, it's if you go to Neil's Save or Twitter Die or, D&D. Yeah, at Save or Die D&D, yeah. There you go. All right, that's it yeah. for me. Cool. All right. Uh, that is... Ooh, well, as long as we're talking about upcoming things, the former misclicks group, Jen, Anna, Rachel, and I are going to be doing a campaign coming up next month, probably. Um, that we just worked out the details on today. Mm-hmm. And it will involve city dwarves. So we'll get to see something a little <laughs> bit about them. Um, and get familiar with them dwarves. Yeah, a little more oh, information so cool. on that in the future. Uh, so that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for Great. watching. See you.